Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Well, hello, listeners. We are back with another great episode and another returning guest. Hello, Laurel. Hi, guys. All the way back from Lady and the Tramp. Very early, early episode. I I know. I also think I claimed this movie so many years ago. Yes. <laughs> Probably. I'm doing the podcast, but I feel like I was like, I want to talk about this movie. And then at one point it's going to be this fall. And here we are, February. Finally we are. We, the plan initially was every week was going to be a full Disney episode. And then it became unsustainable. Yeah. <laughs> and now and then it was like breaks. And now yeah. we don't like the last week of the month we take off. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, yes. it's, so it's, it's, it was like, yeah, we'll get this done sometime. And then I was like, Laurel, this may happen in 2023. So <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Um, we are doing, what year did this come out? 2017? 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. Zootopia. Uh, Laurel, why did you want to, well, before we actually start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we'll keep this in. Guys, are we going to pretend like we're watching this movie when we normally do? I think we should hit the time, but are we going to are we going to keep kayfabe and act I'm like fine we with haven't that, seen it? Okay. Unless you don't want to, I don't care either way. Wait, keep kayfabe? That's a wrestling term. It's a wrestling term, oh. but basically just fake that this beginning fake. we haven't watched it. You have oh, to talk into your microphone. I, I know. I'm looking. Well, because we're not recording this part. You said we were. I said we'll keep. This oh, in. I'm sorry. I didn't think we were keeping this part in. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll pretend like we're we're gonna watch this when we watch it. I think either way we should. And then put we it can the make time. a joke yeah. at the end, like exactly. when we come back. All right, they're, they're, well, they're gonna hear all this. So, boy, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. <laughs> um, Laura, why did you pick this movie? Why did you want to see this one? Why did you go I, Lady and Tramp I, number one, Zootopia number two? Yeah, I, I appreciate that question. Um, I. So I used to have a blog when I lived in D.C. I started this blog about uh, like my life in D.C. and everything. It was mainly from like friends in Texas. Blogging was a much bigger thing in the early 2010. So um, anyway, at the end of 2019, I did like a top 10 books I read and like top 10 movies of the 2010s. And um, I put Zootopia on the list. And I said, I think it's one of the most important movies that came out in the 2010s. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get into all the different themes and all of the kind of uh, parallels to life in 2016, but especially to life today. But I just thought that it was that Disney was doing really interesting things and tackling tough topics in a very digestible way for all ages. And mm-hmm. I also think this movie is incredibly clever in just the details. I mean, I'm not surprised when you look at Cars and Finding Nemo, which all those are Pixar movies, it's just the detail they go into in creating a world that is like ours but not inhabited by humans is just always so clever to me and mm-hmm. um so yeah i also that the song uh try everything is a bop um i listen <laughs> to it regularly and i again uh were i to have watched this last night it would have been in my head <laughs> from watching it all the way up until this moment yeah um listeners just so you know we did watch these on our own because we're, we're rushed for time because of the Arborgeddon, I hear is what people yes, are calling this one. All the trees coming down through the ice storm in Texas. Uh, we've so, been doing lots of yard work all weekend yeah, it's, long. It's, so. it's been a rough weekend. Um, this movie is number four. 
this weekend. This this oh, this when year, it came excuse out. me, this oh, year. the year. Okay. Yeah. All so right. it's number four after Finding Dory, okay. which is like weirdly adjusted for inflation, like one of the highest grossing films of all time yeah. or something. And then before that, Rogue One, and before that, Captain America okay. Civil War. I had that it is the second uh, Disney film to gross over $1 billion, mm-hmm. and Frozen was the first to do that. Mm-hmm. It so. got just, for this year, just a tad over a billion. Got it. Um, I re- so, We uh, saw it in theaters. Yeah. Oh, okay, so go ahead. So oh, no, I was going to ask what I was y'all had seen it before and if like how how so yeah so we saw it in theaters i think it was just the two of us i can't remember if we went with friends we might have gone with friends no it was just us i think 2016 we were still in maryland <laughs> i thought you were like 2016 do we have friends like I no didn't know if i'm we trying to think if we i don't think we'd moved here yet no 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 but would it was we were moving that year yeah so, but it was before that great story so <laughs> it uh i remember seeing it. i remember like i saw it and then i went I don't know if I'd ever really watch this one again. Like, mm. I really liked it. And then when we were about to watch it for this time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like it less. I liked it more this time. Yeah. I know I, I'm destroying the, the fake the, reality I, know, I set you out myself. You asked us to, to fake um, it. Yes. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit the first time. I enjoyed it the mm-hmm. second time, too. I think... I think just everything that Laurel said, I agree with. I think they do a lot of things very smartly. Like there's a lot of cleverness through the film. I think there's a lot of themes you can pull out, but they're not like hitting you over the head with it kind of a thing. It's like if you get it, you get it. Yeah. Which I think is helpful when it's a movie for all ages. Laurel, you said it right. Yeah, it's very digestible for all ages. But I also think it's a little more complex than the typical like racism is bad like they do a good job Mm -hmm. of kind of Mm -hmm. because you and i talked about it's a little bit more about casual racism and like yeah well like with the fox repellent how he you know makes that comment like like, oh i noticed that from the moment we met that you've had that on you she's the good guy who's coming in and has but still has these biases and they're dealing with it but then there's also the like we're all very different it's not you know and everybody can't be everything but they can be like a lot of i don't know they it was a little bit more complex i remember but i just like watching the background like this yes, last yeah time. That, yeah that, that, that's what i mean about like the the detail that they went into in creating this world and just mm-hmm. the, the cleverness that went into it where like they could have phoned it in a little bit and i don't think anybody would have been like that this didn't feel fully fleshed out well disney has done so many movies that are animals or you know like robin hood does this in a way but they did a few different things they made a few very early different decisions that created this whole very different world from say robin hood or i guess the rescuers did this a little but it's everybody is the same is the correct size they have a sizing well and the other Mm -hmm. thing too is they were very smart with well zootopia everybody comes together so like if you think of like the boroughs of new york city they i don't know that they call them boroughs but it's kind of the same districts it's the same idea of like they've got the sahara they've got the frozen the tundra or whatever it is and i thought that was really cool too because then that shows Mm -hmm. you how all those animals can kind of coexist with one another because they're Mm -hmm. living in like the habitat they they like would be living in if they weren't in Zootopia. Well, you're mentioning the um, the the many di- districts. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie is Zootopia has twelve distinct districts, and then she names three, and then goes like <laughs> among many others. And I'm like, oh, I guess they didn't want to 
branch it out. Would you like to know all 12 districts of Zootopia? I would love to know all 12 Mm -hmm. districts. I will Uh, say at one point she does refer to them as boroughs. She tells me she's going to have to for cross-borough commerce. Mm. Well, that's also funny because I feel like borough has a double meaning in this case where it's like Um, also (laughs) B-U-R-R-O-W like an animal home. Um, so there are 12, there, there are, it looks like there's 10, but there's like a couple that have smaller districts in it, but these are not, most of these aren't mentioned in the movie there. It's like supplemental material since that has come out, mm-hmm. but there's Sahara square. And then like a sub version of that is Canyon lands, uh, Tundra town, which is another one they, that, uh, is in there. And a sub version that is polar straight little Rodentia, which is my favorite. That's your favorite I love yeah. little Rodentia. Uh, the Rainforest District, uh, Savannah Central, a.k.a. Downtown, uh, which they modeled after the idea of a watering hole. They said when they were in Africa, they saw a watering hole mm. where all these animals would like come to the watering hole that maybe wouldn't necessarily hang out together and they would just like go up get the water and then be like kind of coolly walking away like yeah all right i'm not gonna bother you if you don't bother me we all agree the water hole's cool uh, but then some of the other ones that they didn't do the meadowlands the canal mm-hmm. district the marshlands the nocturnal district which i'm very interested about that one like how do they keep at night when it's oh, day or day yeah. when it's night and then outback island okay so yeah definitely more than what they mentioned but i think overall and since the movie came out, they have, there's now Zootopia Plus on Disney Plus, which is like a bunch of short stories mm-hmm. that are kind of like the world of. Yeah. Have you seen that, Laurel? I know we haven't. I haven't. I, I was just made aware of its existence in researching for this. Got it. <laughs> yes. The the one I know is there's apparently a skit where it's, or not a, like a, 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 a skit where it's. It's a restaurant. It's like, you know, it closes at 10. It's 9.55 and the sloths come in. Oh. The- and they're like, no. Yeah. You know, and they're like mm-hmm. doing that bit. Um, I remember that the sloth trailer. Because I feel yeah. like the first trailer for this was just the sloth scene. They just showed the sloth scene at the DMV. Mm-hmm. And it was such a strong gag. That, yeah. it, that it worked as a trailer and got got me into the movie. Got at you least. curious about it. Yeah. Well, it did win for best animated feature mm-hmm. at the Oscars, so I wanted to mention that. And then I also Up came an across Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, I also came across that it was Zootropolis in uh, Europe because apparently there was a Danish zoo that had trademarked Zootopia, oh. so they couldn't call it that. And then it's Zoo Mania, but I didn't look up what region it's called zoomania so i always find that kind of fun when there's different names depending on where you are uh and then i think you came across this too ryan you had mentioned it but originally the movie was based around nick wilde who's the fox who's jason bateman who i absolutely Mm -hmm. love in this movie uh but audiences had a hard time connecting with him emotionally and they were drawn to judy hops and so that's when they changed the story. There was something... That- I, I, I read that they changed the story in like 2014. And this movie came out in 2016. So yeah. they did a really quick yeah, turnaround Yeah, they did this. a really... Yeah, it was a very quick transition. Thank you for mentioning the years. I feel like I read it but didn't write it down. But yeah, it was pretty... They were pretty far into it. Obviously, if they were showing it to audiences, you know, they had mm-hmm. to have enough to be showing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so it was... And they've also, done that well, before. They, they but- do the thing where it's like... So you can have do pretty quick animated like blocking so it looks like if you made nick out of clay 
So there's no yeah. hair, there's none of that mm-hmm. stuff. So they can do something, and like their eyes are weird. I could show you some stuff from it because I saw some scenes from it. It's something where like he had to wear a collar that they took off. I don't know. I started watching some of it, but it was all about yeah. him, and it was, seemed a lot more, like I said, a little bit more like people have racism against predators, and they think predators yeah. are like this, and it's like now it's a little more. I wouldn't call it subtle, but a little more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so my question is, how do we get this gig to be in a test audience for Disney? I mean, obviously, I think to you have to work at Disney. Probably. Oh, you have to work at Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, wonder, I wonder if it's like friends and family yeah. of Disney yeah, or something probably. like that too. Like with children and stuff as well. So yeah, they talked about that. Remember when they wanted to get rid of part of your world because like one of the boys in the test audience was like looking around the room or something. Yeah. And they're like, he's bored. Um, that song's not for him. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, that. That's what we've gone into that in the the Little Mermaid, but it was definitely like they were like the the Howard Ashman was like this is staying in, and yeah, here's this, why. This like, is why. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I have a lot of things to look out for, so I don't know if you want to go into like. Yeah. A lot of time, a lot of times, you have information on like the production itself, or like any technology or anything that was used. Do you have like anything like that? So this has. So I want to just talk about Brian Howard and Rich Moore were like the 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 directors with Jared Bush's co-director. Also, okay. all of them worked on the story and helped write it. Uh, Brian Howard did Tangled, went on to Encanto. Rich Moore did Wreck It Ralph, oh. and Jared Bush would write Encanto and Moana. Oh, okay. Um, one of the things I want to ask you about is. You know, you're all you're the queen of animated hair. That's true. I love it. I how love good feel, animated how'd hair. How did you feel about the fur in this? Did you really? I didn't hone in on it like I do with. Uh, I, I will say Judy's. I love her ears, and like when she's young and she gets cut, and they zoom in whenever they get close on her face. Her, mm-hmm. I would say her fur is pretty cool, but I didn't like obsess over it like I do with a lot of other movies. Well, they they talked a lot about how it presented an interesting challenge because, you know, Elsa had about 400,000 hairs on her head. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Judy had about 2 million hairs on their Whoa, bodies. Oh, um, that's crazy. They, that's cool. You know, and they talk about the difference of if you put clothes on hair, what does that do? Or mm-hmm. if you put headband, like any sort of like, they're like, before this, they worked on Bolt. A lot of the people who worked on this production worked on Bolt. And they were like, I remember when we decided to put a collar on him and everyone was like, oh, this is going to be such a pain. <laughs> and then it's like, how about we put clothes on every single character? Animal. And it's like, oh yeah. no. Um, probably why they did the nudist scene, which is also really- That's one of my favorite scenes. So, so funny because they shoot I, it like you're supposed to be shocked. And of course you're not. I, yeah. No, I'm, sl- I'm slightly embarrassed in that. I think this- might be the first time that I really understood that all those animals were supposed to be naked. I think I've missed the part where Judy walks initially in and is so scandalized. I think mm. I've missed that part. Oh, and so, yeah. yeah. And so just this time I was, I don't know, either that or I just fully didn't remember it. Well, well I, I think it too, we're used to seeing animals without clothes on. So I think for mm-hmm. us, like for yeah, us, yeah, yeah. the viewers, I feel like it doesn't shock you as much. And that, I mean, that's well, that why Judy's there to remind work. you. It doesn't work if you don't see Judy's initial Exactly. Because otherwise, well, we'll get into it when we uh, actually watch the movie. We (laughs) wink. Um, I I do. I want to back you up a little bit to stuff we've kind of already covered. But uh, part of the reason I want to do this movie is my avatar on Disney Plus is Judy Hopps. Yeah. And uh, I saw this movie on DVD in November of 2016 or not, maybe not probably not DVD streaming or something. Um, And 
uh, was so thoroughly charmed by it and was so mad that Halloween was a week prior and I could have gone as Judy Hopps. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about adding that to the the potential the repertoire because you could Judy just and Nick just do a bunny just nose bunny and, ears. and then mm-hmm. a cop outfit and then yes. you know like it's it's yes. it's distinctive enough and then I guess purple contacts I talked about that, that where would she had be purple fun. eyes yeah yeah I like her purple eyes I will say that color really stood out like mm-hmm. her eye color. Well, and- I read that they did that on purpose because her fur is so gray to just give her, and she's such a lively character that they wanted to make her eyes a really vibrant color. Mm, yeah. Um, they did a lot when they started doing, uh, you know, uh, research for this movie. They first went to Animal Kingdom and then were told, like, you need to go, like, we're going to take you to Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Animal Kingdom, like Disney Animal Kingdom, but they're still able to do a lot <laughs> of it there. Um they talked about how, like, in this world, they did it as, like, okay, wildebeests are going to be humans. Like, they're the human size. And then everything else is, like, larger or smaller compared Scale to that. Of that. Yeah. Mm, okay. They built a small version of Little Rodentia and got some artists' uh, gerbils to run <laughs> around and film it. And they were talking about all, they're like, this is so much harder than you think because they're running around so fast that like they're going in and out of focus. Like mm-hmm. it would, they talk about how much stuff would not work with real cameras and doing it this way really like is the only way to be able to do this. Yeah. Um. Let me see what else they say. Uh, the giraffes apparently run like giraffes, which I didn't notice, but then they showed like a run cycle. Cause you ever seen a they, giraffe run? They're the stupidest looking yeah, run I've ever seen. Yeah, but don't they run in the, in the Sahara and like the desert? Those are the There's, camels. Oh, those are start. the camels like that a, I'm thinking of. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the drafts do the like boom, 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 but they're on yeah. two legs. Like they did a lot of that stuff of like, how would they stand? How would they walk? Like mm-hmm. they also talk about it was hard to do clothes for them because like they didn't. Nick doesn't have shoulders. Oh, he has very like yeah. sloping shoulders. Ooh. And they're like, what usually keeps shirts up is your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's got those very sloping. So like I always thought he's got like his clothes always feel a little big on him. Mm-hmm. And like they did a lot of stuff with that where like big animals it felt like their clothes were kind of like tense yeah like big like flowing and then smaller animals it would be so small because if you cut fabric that small it's hard for it to to stitch or whatever yeah Yeah. so they were talking about all that stuff um there was one more thing this is what i mean about the like attention to detail that they have and it's disney i'm not I shouldn't be surprised, but just putting thoughts thought into it, like a fox doesn't have shoulders like we do. How will his shirt stay up? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what they talked about too. Because normally in the Disney movies, it's like we're really going to study cows and horses for Home on the Range, or mm-hmm. we're going to do lions for the Lion King. This one was like not not even like just Africa. It was all over. It was they, all animals. They yeah. made a choice though. I read that they said, "Okay, we're just going to do mammals. Yes, we're not going to yes. do birds, reptiles, or fish." Mm-hmm. Now I have that too. There is somewhere. a part here where it says fish market, and I would. So I, I'm curious if in the next movies they're going to address do fish talk. Mm-hmm. However, I have a question. Okay, what do carnivores eat in Zootopia? Mm. That's a good point. Now I know Nick eats blueberries. He likes blueberries. So have they all popsicles. gone? Have they all gone? Vegetarian? Vegetarian? It's a good question. They never really address it. You see, like, people getting stuff from a juice bar in the beginning, but you don't really see a lot of, like, food. We see ice cream, popsicles. And the question is do they do vegetarian but not vegan or milk and egg something that they're doing in this universe? (laughs) I would say a lot of them are maybe vegetarian. Would be my assumption, but. 
I'm interested for them to explore. That. Yeah. I, I remember having these questions when I first saw it, and then this time not really caring about it until mm-hmm. I did the thing. My exact question was, what do carnivores eat? Or rather, who do corner- <laughs> carnivores eat? I mean, this is, yeah, this is a great question. Maybe they're all pescatarians now, and yeah, maybe, maybe they're way ahead it. of the meat substitutes maybe. before mm-hmm. we were. Um, I think that's all I have right now. There's okay. probably some other stuff that's going to pop up. I have some stuff to look out for that, um, you know... If you have watched it, maybe you'll remember it. Or if you're about we'll, to watch, we'll watch it. We'll watch out for it when we watch it in a few moments. <laughs> but uh, the pirated <laughs> DVD section with Duke uh, Weaselton, he sells. And the ones that are there are Pig Hero 6 for Big Hero 6. That's really funny. Yeah. He was a pig. Yeah. Because it's just Baymax with the pig ears. I don't uh-huh. know why. It happens really quick. It and does. You're like it's a quick Trying scene. to do a uh, Wrangled instead of Tangled. Wreck-It Rhino. Miawana. It's Meow... Meowana. Thank you. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get that. Uh, I had to stare at it a few times to figure out how to say it. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be able to say that. And then there was also... what? The How, one for gigantic. Float. There was one called like fl- yeah, flo- floats in. I'm trying to or read frozen. my handwriting. Yeah, something like floats in instead of frozen. And then Giraffica, which is Gigantica, which was canceled. So I went down a little rabbit hole. I recently uh, posted on the intended. Facebook page that was like Disney's like ten best never released. It actually looks cool what I saw oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the they announced of... it. They said, like, at a big thing, it was like they had the Frozen people coming in to do Yeah, it was music. supposed to follow Frozen 2. It was where it was yes. supposed to be in and the it was essentially the, supposed um, to be lineup. Jack and the Beanstalk, only the giant in it is, like, a, like a nine-year-old giant. So it's like he's trying to deal with, like, he's having an adventure yeah. with someone who's only nine, but they're also you know 40 feet tall or whatever yeah it's set in spain and it's during the age of exploration and Mm. jack discovers this world of giants in the clouds so it's not one giant it's like a whole world of giants in the clouds and i read that there were creative problems but i didn't really see again i didn't want to spend too much time learning about a movie that doesn't exist but i did learn enough i'm glad you I'm glad you stuck your head down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I'll, I'll find I a did video learn on enough. it and put yeah, it up. Yeah, there's also again. a lot of um, images of the art, which I thought looked really cool, yeah. what they had. That's what they so, showed at like the D23 that year. Yeah, they so they full... definitely had announced it and had put stuff out about it. So I'm bummed that it was canceled. And I don't, th- I didn't read anything that said mm-hmm. they were going to revisit it. I, I don't know if you they should, ever would. You but. should watch the video that's the, like the top 10 because there's that, there's Newt. Do either of you guys remember Newt? No. Newt was this one that Pixar was going to do that was essentially the last two like rare species of Newts in a lab that they were trying to get them to mate, but they did not like each other. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this like Sam and Diane-esque. Got it. Uh, you know, like, will they, won't they? But it's the, you know, it's like, well, you need to, we need to mate for whatever and they're like well, i don't like you um and it was supposed to be really good and then like rio came out and had a very similar storyline so they just bailed on newt oh interesting Is, uh, um the other thing i was going to say about all that stuff you're saying duke weaselton so that's in itself a frozen reference yes i have that because yeah it's alan tudyk playing duke weaselton mm-hmm. not the duke of wesselton and i think she calls him not... wesselton at some point yes. i think she judy does. yeah oh i have another reference i wanted to point out mm-hmm. so we all have heard my history with the uh wildly never consistently consistent um what's the word i'm looking quality of once upon a time 
Oh. And Judy yes. Hopps. Yes. Judy Hopps plays Snow White in Once Upon a Time. Oh. The, the actress Jennifer Goodwin. Okay. And uh play Snow White. Now in the in the show, her Prince Charming is Josh Dallas, who is in this movie in a cameo as the pig who comes out and goes Hey, he's stealing my stuff. Go get him! Oh, like about yeah. the Duke. About That's, the moldy onions. Yeah, the mo- yeah. yeah. So that is here. That is Prince Charming. From, That's so that's their little reunion in there. That's fun. Uh, and Nick- did, did you say that that's also her real life partner? I think they might be right. Yeah, no, they, I don't know if they're married, but I know they have at least one kid together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Nick Wilde's design. This is really no surprise. Was based on Robin Hood. And I think you can see that a little well, bit. Also, he's got the green like T-shirt. Like the coloring is a little similar. Also, I think you can tell what era of Disney you're more. You know, kind of like what's your generational Disney knowledge based on which animated fox you're attracted to, whether it's <laughs> Robin Hood or Nick yeah, Wilde. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I guess there you Nick- go. <laughs> uh, do you remember, correct me if I'm wrong. Robin Hood, the Disney one, is like one of your favorites. Right, Ryan? I feel like you've mentioned it. It goes back and forth between that and Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I think Wreck-It Ralph is a movie they went like, what if we made a Disney movie just for Ryan? (laughs) And, like, Robin Hood is one that I just grew up with and I watched so much and I really enjoy it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some other things to look out for. This is now the music. So in the train ride, Judy selects uh, Gazelle for her music. But here are some of the other artists that were listed. The Beagles. Oh, God. Black Sable. (laughs) Black Sable. Yeah, Sabbath. Black Sabbath. What is Sable? That I like don't. A sable. It's it's a type. Isn't it a type of cat? I'm oh, asking. It might be a type yeah, I have of no cat. idea. Yeah. Uh, I think. Let me. I'm googling this, guys. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> can you keep a sable as a pet? Well, I guess we're gonna find okay. out. Uh, oh, it's. A, I'm sorry. It's a ferret. It's a oh, ferret. Okay. okay. There you go. There's something called a sable ferret. I should Interesting. say. Interesting. Um, then that one is creepy. I like that. There's also a, a rotund, barrel-chested antelope that's called a sable. Well, guys, there's a lot of a lot of things. It feels like it. someone's dancing around the dancing around trying not to call this uh, antelope fat, rotund, mm. barrel chested, like <laughs> uh, We're very body positive right. yes. world. Yes, perfect. Uh, Katy Perry, but it's C A T T Y. But that's she. Do you know Katy Perry? Yeah, has she has a cat, a cat named, named Kitty. Kitty. It's Kitty Perry. Kitty Perry. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I when I learned that uh, my friend Chris, who's been on the podcast, he did Fantasia. I learned that, and we had been drinking at my apartment, and I like lost shock. it. I know, shocking. Uh, I like was laughing for longer than I should have laughed at it, but it came up. We were listening to music, and you know how. They yeah, used to have, have like the trivia at the bottom when yeah. you listen to music on like it was like not Sirius XM but it was kind of like that. It was like a TV channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was one of the trivia facts, and I like lost it. So yeah, but this is Caddy, like C A T T Y, Destiny's Club. Uh, Destiny's Cub. 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 Yes. Cub. Thank you, thank you. So that's me like misreading here. Uh, you too, ew, but it's E W. Oh, like a e. sheep. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Yak. That's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fur Fighters. Guns and Rodents. That's and also really good. I, I'm only going to say Guns and Rodents from now on. Yeah, yeah like, Guns and Rodents is good. And Mick Jaguar. 
And I think there were a couple others. Mick Jaguar, also very good. Yeah, but I thought those were the really good ones. And then apparently there's also parodies of Disney songs on the player as well. But I'll be honest, I did look out for this. And I did see a couple when she's scrolling of Mm -hmm. the ones that I mentioned. I don't know about the other ones. And then the other thing is human brands that have a play on words lucky chomps instead of lucky charms yeah, I saw that, one. that was one um urban you pointed it out yeah urban snout fitters that's really good yeah zuber instead I of i love zuber did you see what the what the tagline for it was like my, no. migration it's like migration is possible or something like that something about <laughs> that's really good uh possicle trader does mousy is macy's that's in uh little rotunda we Rodentia. see that. Yeah. Rodentia, I'm sorry. I, I loved, even though I knew Mousies was coming, I still just like cackled at it's it. It's great because they're all like coming out carrying all the bags and everything. Uh, Furs National Bank. Uh, Target is Targoat. This, okay. Yeah, they have tar- they have Target bags at one point, but I don't know that you can actually see it say Targoat. Uh, muzzle Time instead of FaceTime. And Hoof Locker is the other one that I saw. Hoof Locker's good. I think Urban Snout Fitters is my favorite because I think yeah. I would have... If if I was tasked with coming up with a name, I would spend way too much time on urban and not thought about outfitters. Outfitters, the yeah, as that being I would have the been joke. Like, J- jungle outfitters, no, no <laughs> one's gonna get it. Like I would have spent so much time trying to redo the first part. It's so clever. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the sloths, and I know we'll talk about them more when we break down the movie. But uh, Kristen Bell voices Priscilla, who kind of just has like one line. It's like a quick line. Who's next yes. to Flash? Who's the kind of the main focus of the yeah. sloths in the DMV? I think Flash tells her a joke, the joke that Nick has just said, and that's the only yes. thing she's like. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But okay, that's not to jump into the scene, but that's my favorite part about it because they don't say the word slow. They say mm-hmm. the words normal, and but have the a space, lot of space between, in between. It is so long. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, <laughs> she was the voice of it. And I don't know how many people know do, this do about her. Do you know her. why she is yes. it? She, she yes. loves Yeah, she, she loves sloths. And there's a video that hopefully you will post yes. of her on her birthday her husband, Dax Shepard, like get somebody to come in and set up like a whole like sloth habitat for her to have for like the afternoon so she can like watch a sloth in her house or whatever. It's like through, I don't know who it was through, but when she realizes that that's what he's brought her, whenever she gets excited, she cries. It's basically, she was describing it. It's on Ellen, right? Yes. She, she just goes, and then suddenly I knew there was a sloth in the house. Either she's really happy she cries or she's really sad she cries and there's only like an in-between where she doesn't cry. Like, and she like gives her like meter or metrics of what that is. So she started sobbing in the bedroom because she was like so emotional about a sloth coming into her house. And the video is hilarious. It's so good. It is. She, she is like inconsolable. Yes. She's like, it's yeah. Tara had never seen it. No, I and never I don't know seen how it. I, I realized it was recently you hadn't seen we watched it within, within the last month. Yeah. And oh, I was like, have okay. you seen this video? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I will say no more. I'm just going to let you watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, and then so good. and then when we were there in the DMV, I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I mean that's what I will have said from anyway. And it's done. It's done. We're done with it. <laughs> you, you, Tara and I committed, and you did not. Yeah. So so, so you were the one here. Uh, the only other I only have like one or two more things, then we can actually jump in, uh, go watch and jump into the movie. But uh, the assistant villains uh, of the ones who are making the night howlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, potion is based on Walter and Jesse. That one's pretty clear though, because it's Walter uh, and Jesse. 
and they've got it, like, it's not Walter. It's, I, uh, I, when it's I looked Walter. it up, it's yeah, like W O O L. And you know, I watch the captions. They, they uh, say Walter. Yeah, I must have missed that. So, so that was a fun one. And then apparently, Shakira, I guess, saw sketches of her character for Gazelle, and she thought she was too thin, so she asked for more curves. So I liked that she asked for that. Which I mean, they, they deliver. Like Gazelle's got she, a she's got a yeah, bottom, she does. bottom half, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I do like that they. It's like they maintain the like i can imagine seeing this well she wants more curves okay how are we gonna put gir- curves on a on a gazelle and then it's like okay we're gonna keep her neck just exactly yeah. like it is and then we're gonna mm-hmm. focus on this part we'll have the curves mm-hmm. also Clawhauser, the large cheetah cheetah which i think is very funny i love Clawhauser. there was some really good b-roll of them in the doing the safari in africa one or, or around animal kingdom too but they do the thing where they're like they show him like there's a cheetah and blah 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 and one of the the one of the writers asks the guy he goes do cheetahs know that we have an entire fabric based on them <laughs> which I thought was just like a strange but he yeah. said it was such earnest like do they know and then the other thing I thought was really funny especially considering after I remember watching this movie and going boy there's a real sheep bias in this movie like <laughs> yeah. you know and I thought the guy watching it was in like a thing with a bunch of sheep and he goes I don't trust any animal that can see on both sides of their head <laughs> and then you watch the movie and honestly there's a lot of like ram and sheep bad guys yeah which is like such a strange you know choice here's another thing I thought was very interesting they went through the movie and they had like written all, like most of the idea for the movie but not I don't want to say cast the characters but like they didn't know Bogo was going to be a uh water buffalo mm. until they learned about water buffaloes like water buffaloes have like a very long memory and they're very they're very good at remembering things and they thought of that as like they said it's like a but water buffaloes are the ones that really never forget but really they just never forgive and they go that sounds like a pol- chi- uh, police chief like that yeah. should be bogo and then originally like the wildebeests were supposed to be business people in Zootopia and you would mm-hmm. see them getting ready for business and they found out wildebeests were very stupid mm-hmm. so the, the scene with the wildebeest is like all of them like walking across and the crosswalk being like, other, yeah. like and just kind of walking like in a lemmings, bigger yeah. yeah so that they would do things like that where they would come up with these decisions and then learn about the animal and go oh never mind and a lot of it there was one where they saw at night they saw a cheetah with blood on its face Oh gosh. and that kind of went into the idea of going savage and how mm. terrifying that must be yeah it's it, it's terrifying to see a predator like that now imagine if someone you knew could just do that turn into that yeah so that was kind of like where they came up with that idea i think um well that's yeah. cool that was, it's a very cool little video of them going i know every disney production starts with like a four-week vacation apparently but (laughs) where they're like oh we have to study boy disney sure is doing a lot of tropical movies lately because the (laughs) animation team wants to go look they deserve it with all the work and hours that they put in right get stuff to a deadline so um are we ready to watch this movie yes i can't wait to pop that vhs out of its clamshell and into the vcr all right laurel we'll see you on the other side listeners (laughs) we are back listeners after just watching the movie oh wink, my goodness. Wink. 
So good. It was great. It actually was great. Yes. It, I, I, I like I said, and Laurel before. actually watched it today. We watched it yesterday. Mm. I, I did. I watched it earlier today. And I had the pleasure pleasure of watching it with someone who had never seen it before. Oh, now, that's can great. we get real quick his take on it? Yeah. No. Um. I, I. I don't think I asked him immediately at the end, but he was definitely like laughing and parts. There were definitely parts where he, you could tell he was like reacting appropriately to like what was happening. He he did get a little like oh when Nick is flashing back to yeah. Uh, the, the, the muzzle, the muzzle scene? but not not the initial flashback where we learn about it later on after judy says her bit at the press conference when he kind of flashes back and to they're that. showing all like, the savage <gasps> yeah ones is, yeah. is muzzled the muzzle scene really is like evocative imagery mm-hmm. like i don't yeah. know why because it just really got to me i don't know if it got to me the first well, time as much as it did now but i was like oh my good like it's, i think a lot of us you're kind of raised that a muzzle means that a dog is out of control and that's why they get muzzled. And this is just me on my soapbox just saying that like sometimes you might see not just pit bulls, but other dogs that are muzzled. And there's a variety of reasons for that. It isn't always that the dog is aggressive. And I know a lot of the local pit bull rescues here will train, you know, fosters will train them to get used to wearing a Mm -hmm. muzzle. So if they have to for a situation, lady wears, they put a muzzle on her at the vet when they trim her nails, not because they're afraid she's gonna bite but she's so friggin' strong <laughs> that it's like it's a way of kind of calming her mm-hmm. and like just safety for her and for them but I know as a kid growing up like I didn't know any of that and didn't yeah. know like when well, it's appropriate and why mm-hmm. like certain people use them for their animals there was a woman who got her dog from the same rescue I did as Leo when I lived in DC and she had to muzzle her dog as her dog liked to eat dog poop Oh. And she was like, I could not stop her in time. Yeah, like, yeah. She would eat her own. She would eat others. I just, yeah. I could not trust her on walks to not find something and, and, and eat it. Yeah. yeah. And so she was like, so she had to muzzle her. And she was like, how do I like tell people that she's friendly and sweet? I do this because she's a poop eater. Yeah. Yeah. Which is almost, I don't want to say worse, but it's not it's worse. Just it's just like, diff- like, I just yeah. imagine like, no, 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 she's not vicious. She just can't stop eating poop. It's yeah. Like, yeah. What's happening? But in DC, I think some people also muzzle their dogs in DC because there's chicken bones on the ground a lot. Oh, that makes the, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, mean, also- I feel like, too, just in DC in general, there's. It just, you know, like people walking around, the amount of like random stuff that you probably see mm-hmm. on a walk versus like if you're in like a suburban like neighborhood development. I have a thing. friend who has a, a, a pit bull mix. Uh, this is Stephanie and Odin. Oh, yeah. And when she had, when I knew her, she lived in Quebec and she, there was like a, at the time, I think there was a breed restriction. And if you had one, they had to wear a muzzle out. Yeah. And she got one and she's like, one of the problems with muzzles is they're all like, they're built for utility. They're never built for like friendly looking like yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like how harnesses are in a million different colors yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like so that. So she yeah. like got all this like rainbow colored tape and stuff and oh, like I love that. did all like it was like how do i make it so it looks a little friendlier for odin to be yeah. wearing this and I, I not also so i think i think caesar milan the dog whisperer came out with a line of muzzles where it they have like silly designs on them and like at one point it looks like the dog's like tongue is sticking out and it, it, i'll find them and post them if people are interested but for that same reason to be like yeah. i want to get one that looks like Bane from Dark Knight. <laughs> well, that's another reason why, uh, you know, we put bandanas and things on. Like, she also loves clothes. But when we were first, like, when I was first taking her to parks and things like that, when we first got her, you know, people were very hesitant to come up to her. People, I will say, come up to her way more if she's got a bandana on. Like, I've 
tried it well, and, and should, lived it. So. You should send Laurel a picture. We'll probably put it up on the Facebook page of Lady's new jacket that her auntie got. Oh, her. it's really oh, good. I've Did you see it? it? Yeah, I, it was a story. Yeah, I'll put it up on the page here. Very uh, fashion forward. The, yes, it's really great. It's got a little fur hood. It's great. Uh, so now, I didn't realize back we we're to gonna the have movie. Talk was gonna I know. Go as far yeah. As now back to the movie. We here. just had some muzzle time, like they do in Zootopia. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, the first thing we noticed—I don't know if you noticed this—was the description for PG and rude humor was listed. Mm-hmm. I There's did a lot of P that. jokes. I guess there are. Yeah, I just for me. No, wait. No, that I'm was thinking what, Jungle Cruise. You're thinking Jungle, <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise had a ton of pee jokes. I was like, no, that was There's Jungle. a lot. We didn't talk about this in the episode. There's a we lot didn't. of like, someone peed their pants. Or like, There's like a lot a of pee and fart jokes, jokes in, yeah, in, in Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Sorry. I agreed with you because I was flashbacking to Jungle Cruise. I didn't really think there was a lot of rude humor in this. Well, and perhaps I don't know. I, I don't to ask my mother because she is has a very sensitive rude humor uh, <laughs> meter. <laughs> Anytime there is a fart joke the or somebody says, crap or pee or anything she is like <sighs> that's what she does she just does a little <sighs> <laughs> so i have watched this with her i don't remember if she bumped on yeah there was either. nothing I'm that not thinking stood of out for me but the, we we noticed it right at the beginning and we're like huh that's interesting and did i read that it's one of the f- first disney animated movies like after frozen to get uh, rated pg that that wasn't a very common animated I- movie rating for a disney at least i don't know about that- pixar I got to say, that doesn't seem completely accurate to me. I think Wreck-It Ralph is PG. I think a lot of the ones you think are G are PG. Like now mm. it's it's anything. But I think it's like when the shift happened of what defined, because the, yeah. the definitions of what each one was, I feel like changed at G, some point too. A, a G-rated movie is just like no conflict, no mm-hmm. plot. Like it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a train going across America. That's it. <laughs> but uh, it opens with... Uh, bunny and a predator prey and you realize it's telling the story of the prey and the predator and we're at a talent show we're at carrot days talent show Mm -hmm. at a school and judy is the bunny and she was giving me the adams family values vibes when it's just adams family Family? i couldn't remember which one is where they burn down yes 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 (laughs) that's the the thanksgiving Thanksgiving one but yeah when they do the play and she cuts off her arm and the blood goes everywhere she kind of does a similar thing with like ribbons that are supposed to <laughs> and then a ketchup bottle. Yeah. Yes, it's really good. Uh, but she does this whole thing and talks about how, you know, predators and prey can live in harmony. And the parents, you know, are trying to get her to be this carrot farmer. But she's like, no, I want to be a cop. And she's very confident and very set. And this is what I want to be when I grow up. And I'm curious, what did you two want to be when you grew up? A Ghostbuster is what I told everybody. Was there anything else after a Ghostbuster or was always a Ghostbuster until I, you were older? Well, I think there's a point in a lot of young boys' I knew lives, that answer, at least I grew but... up, where it was, you want to be a fireman or a cop, or yeah. it's like there's like three or four major things that are very like boyish to be, and I just never wanted to do that. It was always my civil service I wanted to give back to the community was busting ghosts mm, okay. and not fighting enough. fires Fair or crime. Okay. All right. yeah. How about you, Laurel? <laughs> Um, I wanted to be a whale trainer. I, Ooh, oh, I love I it. Had, <laughs> Forgot I about SeaWorld. I was like, what, what, what is that? I had visited SeaWorld and I, I was like, look, I like to swim. Mm-hmm. I like animals. Uh, whales look nice. I get to spend all day just swimming and playing with whales. I'm going to be a whale trainer. Um, obviously that A, didn't pan out and B, 
SeaWorld didn't really pan out. So, yeah, you know. so it, it all worked out. Uh, well, similarly, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I think that is such a common career. Not to say like, oh, everyone wanted to do that. I feel like at some point, every kid wanted to be a marine yeah, biologist. Yeah, I think too, like... Ryan. Yeah, well, I grew up by the ocean, so for me, mm-hmm. but I can understand too. Even if you didn't grow there up by the be ocean, there ghosts in the ocean. I could be part. There could be <laughs> sea ghosts, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I grew up by the ocean. I like to swim, like you, like kind of what you're describing. Love like sea animals and aquariums and things like that. I also visited SeaWorld as a kid. I think a lot of us did. Uh, I also before think we parents knew. pushed that one because STEM. Like they were like, oh, my son wants to be a scientist. <laughs> For me, yeah, when I got older and and realized it was a very science heavy mm-hmm. thing, then I was like, oh, I think I'm out. I'd like, mm-hmm. not that I didn't like science, but I didn't like science that much. Yes, <laughs> no. I, I pivoted around late elementary school to wanting to be a newscaster. Oh, okay. I, yeah, oh, I which I, I work in communications, and so yeah, it, yeah, that's cool. Um, Change yeah, news I, I wanted... to pod, and there you are. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> check please tell 10 year old laurel that yes, she did it you did it you did it girl um do you remember when we went to we did an airbnb at that lake and it rained the whole time so we were watching all the disney like animal kingdom documentaries and you were like seriously looking up i was you, seriously looking what do you need to work to, at the animal to work kingdom? at animal kingdom as like an animal caretaker because their job seems so you need spoiler alert and I think I've talked about this like on another episode you, well, like you need like a zoologist oh, yeah. you need like mm-hmm. an actual yeah they uh, but I oh. looked I actually looked up job <laughs> postings like I didn't just look into you were s- I looked, looking way more seriously I than I've ever up, seen like, you look at something what like that current vacancies were at animal kingdom <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and I have a I have a co- I have two cousins who are sisters and one of them were, worked at Disney like lifetime Disney person and they move her around a lot to different things and the other one wanted they both did the Disney college program the other one majored in animal husbandry in college and wanted to work at Animal Kingdom with the big cats oh that, that requires a lot more I think uh, schooling than yeah. perhaps she actually ended up doing but um and she, so spoiler she doesn't work at Disney well, with the big yeah, cats she, yeah you I, don't need that you go work for Carol Baskins you don't need oh any my sort goodness. of like big cat uh, yeah also in Florida. <laughs> Uh, I did, I think it was at Epcot that has like the stingrays. They've got like a yes. water. Sun. That's kind of mm-hmm. where I want it to be. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I could do that. And then like you read and I'm like, oh, that's when people say they basically it was like when somebody says to me, I could be a music therapist. And I'm like, I don't think you realize all the education <laughs> yeah. I took. And then mm-hmm. I was doing mm-hmm. the same thing and I looked into it and I was like, oh, this is a big career change. But I really, I really did a deep dive into that. I was all about it that whole week. <laughs> there was legitimate times where I was like, how can I readjust my career so I give Tara the time she needs to go get a, <laughs> to go get a animal degree. husbandry. I was like, really, really? Was like, like, I mean, it was really, we were, we went to a lake house for an Airbnb and it was raining the whole time. So we were stuck like indoors. So yeah. All right. Go ahead. Anyway. So, uh, back to, to Judy when she's a kid and you know, she winds up fighting oh, Gideon, Gideon Gray. Yeah, Gideon, Gideon Gray, Gray, who is. Which I, I read they were. They came up with that name as a combination of Christian Gray from the Fifty Shades of Gray and Gideon Cross, who's also from a romance franchise, which I don't know. I'm, I'm not up on my, I don't, my, yeah. my romance. It's just like a weird combination though. of names for that character since he's yes. like not romantic and Ro- not they're romantic. not involved at all. But yeah, huh. But- He's also got like a hick accent. I really like Gideon because he has a good turn. Like he, uh, yeah, 
yeah just he's loved his accent voiced by one of the directors i don't remember which one. Oh, okay uh, one thing i love about this part when we first meet her is uh when she's a kid is her parents being so like you know what we did with our dreams we gave up on them yeah <laughs> i yeah. just I, I for some reason i just found that really funny because it's her, such a turn from other disney parents who are like dream and reach for the stars mm-hmm. her mom is bonnie hunt Yes, Shock. There's a lot of like Ooh. really good characters that, that like actresses and or actors who have a very small like Shakira's parts very small. J.K. Simmons, Octavia, Octavia Spencer, Spencer is Mrs. Otterton. Hmm. Like, yeah, I know. It's very um, strange. Yeah, no, Bonnie Hunt is. She's been hasn't she been? She's been like Monsters Inc. and Cars, and she's been in some a bunch. She's of been in Cars. Some, I forgot um, she was in Cars. You are correct. Yeah, I think she's uh, a well, love she's interest. Very important in cars. She should have. Um, she in this thing she was Bunny Hunt. Yes. Is all I'm saying. No, oh, there you go. Like okay. it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but even her name was Bonnie. Like her husband calls her Bon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love I, this that. Is where I, this oh, is where I have to connect, correct the record again, which I had already happened on Craniacs that I've said that my dad had a big crush on Bonnie Hunt. And it turns out my dad was not aware of who she was. So that was incorrect information from my mother. So just to <laughs> let everybody know. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> gotta clear the air. Um, I love that the dad calls her Jude the Dude. Yes. For Judy, I just like that little. But and can we talk about how much attention they give her when they have two hundred and seventy five other children? Yeah, they I was do. Like, this is a lot of attention for Judy. But you gotta wonder if the rest of them are okay being farmers and whatever, so they don't really like. True. As, but with Judy, like they're super worried about her becoming a cop. There's never been a bunny cop. Like we find out all this stuff in the beginning here, and she goes ahead and sticks up for her friends anyway. Gideon steals their tickets. I think at a fair or something carnival something like that yes. and she goes ahead and she stands up to him and then he kind of swats her and, mm-hmm. and claws her tries to she... show her that like this is the way of the world like just because you want to be a cop doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. i can't wait to get to his turn because i love yeah i do too he's such a small character but i liked him a lot so 15 years later she's in the police academy and so small. This is where I think we first really see the size differences is mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. even more so when we get to Zootopia, the city. But she's so small. She's so determined. She, you know, we watch her fail everything. And then we watch her figure out how she can use her size in a smart way to then mm-hmm. pass everything, like all these very physical challenges. And I really like that a lot, that it's like, use what you've been given and mm-hmm. figure out how to make that work for you. And so we see that with her. And I, I think it builds into the, the I just thought of this because I'm like trying to put together my thoughts for like the theme of this movie. Yeah. But the idea that it's like everybody can be, a, a, any, anybody can be whatever they want to be, but it's not the same career path. It's not, you know, like she's never going to be a large intimidating cop, but she's going to be a very successful cop because of, using what makes her her and like it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's, a, it's a little bit of like let's not like they talk about like for a while the big thing i think to say was i don't see color and now it's like well now you're you're avoiding what makes people part of part of their their identity mm-hmm. is who they are yeah and she's always going to be a rabbit but that doesn't mean she can't be a cop yeah. She can't be a rhino. She can't be one of these other animals. She can, mm-hmm. but she can be, you know, it's she can use her rabbit and her bunniness yeah. to her advantage in this situation. Yeah. Well, and I also I jumping ahead ever so slightly, but I feel like that's a she takes on the otter case because she wants to prove herself, but also like they're worried about these really big animals that have gone missing. Yeah. They're not really necessarily concerned about 
Emmett Otter, the florist, who's gone missing. So. Yeah. Well, you forget that otters are also predators. I always think that's 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 funny in this. We're like, oh, it's all predators. I'm like, but the otter. Oh yeah, otters are predators. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, here's why I'm gonna be stupid. Where do where do what do otters eat? Fish, fish and clams and okay. and okay yeah okay. and I think they're kind of aggressive even though like they're always like well, made out to be like really sweet and cute right like they can be kind of mean let, I think. let me tell you something uh, 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 about otters that <gasps> most people aren't going to know Uh, so yeah, so we, she winds up graduating valid Victorian and top of her class and, you know, she, uh, gets like this, not like a medal, but she gets this recognition from the mayor from Lionheart, right? He's there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. J.K. Simmons. Uh, Yes. And she- Looking, looking real good in that suit. They talk a lot about that, about how they really try to make him look really- And his mane too, yeah. Yeah. Has a very King Richard from Robin Hood vibe. Yeah. Yes. I've got an outlaw for an in-law. Is it, is it King <laughs> yeah. Richard or King John? Prince John, King Richard. Prince John. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, King, King, King Richard is the one who comes back at the end and has like the full mane and everything. Yeah. Voiced, I lost all Robin Hood probably 30 years ago. Also so. also voiced by Peter Ustinoff, I believe. It's the oh, same okay. voice as Prince John. Oh, okay. Check out our Robin Hood episode. <laughs> so uh, he, you know, is starting this new program. He's going to put her in Zootopia. And then this is where her parents are getting very nervous and like, are you sure you want to do this and all this stuff? And we start talking about, this is where you first mentioned the casual racism because they give her like a go kit. They give her this bag that's like, yeah, you know, foxes. all animals are fine except foxes. Like foxes mm-hmm. are really bad and here's why. And so they give her fox repellent and like this taser and all these things and they say it's in their biology and she winds up saying Mm -hmm. that later on that Mm kind of comes back and that theme is throughout about what's like the nurture versus nature thing is Uh, is in this in that way i'm glad this movie has essentially an affirmative action higher plot line but doesn't do a ton of affirmative action direct jokes or say like it's just affirmative like i like that they, they don't make light of it but they are making you aware of it yeah, yeah i yeah. guess yeah mm-hmm. uh so this is one of my favorite parts is when oh, she gets yeah, on yeah, the yeah. train because oh, we yes. see all the different climates all the different boroughs the the districts so we get to see those but then when we're in zootopia there are so, this is like watching in the background. There are yes. so many good moments, but when the hippos report to work, how they come out of the water <laughs> in this train station, I love that. I love the gerbils and how uh, they're coming to work. Apparently one of the biggest reactions that test crowds gave was when the the three doors open up in the subway and it's like small, medium, and large. Yes, oh, yes. yes. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, the giraffe ordering the smoothie and they From send the it gerbil up. Stand, it's yeah, like, and they send it up like the bank teller things. That one's really good. I don't know if you guys had any other moments in there. There's so much to look at there, but I didn't know if I anything mean, I, else I stood enjoyed, out. I think it might have been like the lemmings that were coming down the tube and one lands on another. I don't. I just. I just yeah. chuckled. I just chuckled at that, but. Um, I'm not remembering anything else specific. Yeah, but I, mean, I and I remember when we saw that in the theater, I was like entranced by that I'm, whole scene because again, the thought and detail about well, how would these animals show up? Like, how would they get to work? What what would it mm-hmm. look like if they were interacting with one another on like their you know their day into the office or whatever? I also like the uh, just the train having like the excuse me the um, like ground not groundhog prairie dog like 
thing that you could go up and watch. Yeah, that it was all window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was like, this is a pretty sophisticated mode of transport. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So real quick, they're doing a Zootopia land in Shanghai Disney. Ooh. Um, yes. I Another s- reason to go to Shanghai. They're doing a few things there. We did, we've talked a lot about the Shanghai Disneyland lately. That was we the have, new yeah. pirates and everything. Um, and and that, that's a pretty new park, right? Um, I think it's been around for a little bit, but it may be one of the newest parks. Okay. Um, it So they're also making an e-ticket ride. I don't know exactly what it is. It looks like some sort of dark uh, dark ride, uh, You know, which means, you know, slower a lot of animatronics and stuff and i saw uh, i'll post this on the webpage a clawhauser animatronic holy mo now it is doing that thing where like the eyes are a screen oh and yeah they're showing i think when it's in there it'll probably look a little better because they're showing a regular light but he is moving and it's like it looks like cool. clawhauser is just it, it looks like a walk around character that's been given the ability to speak. That's really cool. They, they do have it looks like Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps as walk around characters too at a lot of the Disney parks. So just gonna oh, put that out there neat. as well. Uh, so she reports for her first day. We see like her tiny apartment. She loves mm-hmm. it. She loves just like being in Zootopia. I do love her neighbors who, whenever they argue, there's two pictures on the wall that whoever they're they're assigned to each one of her neighbors so when they yell like this one is flopping like it's causing too much noise and then the other one is moving so oh, like i didn't notice that yeah, yeah they i did alternate. first they, yeah. They, they, the one's like hey don't say this blah, 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 blah. like it's that's how they're indicating which one is speaking yeah well, and i think they're voiced by the directors oh they might be i there's a and, lot of animator voices in this and also i i read that those two characters are Based on, I mean, this movie was, you know, came out in 2016. It was made even earlier. It was based on like a viral video of the time where it was two guys being like, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. And I was like, I have no idea what this is in reference to. So listeners, if you know, do let us know. Two guys yelling, you shut up. No, you shut up. Sounds like most interactions of mine between years, like ages 12 and 18. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just hanging out with with teenage boys. (sighs) But yeah, she reports for her first day. This is where we meet the cheetah. Remind me his name again. Clawhauser. Thank you. Clawhauser. Okay. Can we also talk briefly about why his name is Clawhauser? I mean, yes, we can. But that was me saying, Mm-mm, like, no, I don't know, which wasn't the question you asked. <laughs> you know what I mean, no, right? Laurel. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I, so I read that it's funny that he's a cheetah and his name is Clawhauser because, and this is verbatim, cheetahs don't have claw houses because they run so fast they can't have them guys i cannot find out what a claw house is on a big cat i have looked this claw up and i wonder I, if it's like do their claws retract i or, I, I truly don't, I, I don't i don't, I don't know. know i don't know I've, i looked it up and trust me you google claw house you get a lot of seafood restaurants and you don't get <laughs> <Claw house>? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a lot of, about cheetahs I, I did claw house cheetah i did yeah no, yeah um, huh. it, well, it, it just brings up the character from Zootopia. So mm. this is another one, listeners. If you know, help us out. If you have that random knowledge. Let us know what it is. Uh, but this is another way where they point out. You know, Clawhauser calls her a sweet bunny, and then yes. she she says it's cute. cute. That's yeah. it. And she's like, we can call each other cute, but when you call me cute, and then he of course is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I totally stereotyped you. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to. So you know, there are there are those examples and those moments throughout this whole film. 
Uh, so we find out that there's 14 missing mammals and that's priority one. And uh, the chief does not care that she's new. And we find out it doesn't matter who the new recruits are. He's just not making a big deal about it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he assigns, everybody gets paired up and she becomes a meter maid. She gets assigned to parking. And she's really good with tickets because of her hearing. So she's super fast with the meters. You know, she's she's doing double, probably almost triple what anyone else would do. So in one way, it goes back to that nurture versus nature thing. It's like, well, she's really good at that, but that's not necessarily what she wants to do. She wants to be a real cop, mm-hmm. right? So I think it, it's a good way to showcase that. I didn't know if you were going to say something. I- I have some issues with the copaganda of this movie. Like, okay. it's, I don't know. I just don't like this. It's, I, I'm interested to see how a sequel will take it. Like if, especially since this was put out right before kind of our national views on police forces change. And there's a couple yeah. ver- there's a couple instances where that really stuck out to me. One of them was like, yay, the meter maid's really at work. And I'm like, I don't have a whole lot of res- I don't want to say respect because that's not what I mean. Like I respect the fact that they're that meter maids are put in a position where they have to do a hard job that has absolutely zero, um, you know, no one like tolerates Miller. Yeah, of. redeeming qualities. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like all that's doing is getting uh. There's there's not so much law and order there as it is we're making up rules so that we can get income for the 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 police. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, it's for the city, probably not right. the police, and but. it's. Well, Which, I guess let's yeah. talk about the okay. percentage of a city's fair, budget fair that goes enough, towards the police. Enough. But that's what I'm saying. These are yeah. the things that, like, I think 2016 is an age where us, or at least me, as a society, were a little more like blinded to some of that stuff. Okay. So, like, rewatching well, it, there's a little bit of that. And I don't think there's a lot of it in here because there's a lot of like I'm trying to do good in a system that doesn't necessarily does this, and I'm trying to solve yeah. and help people. So that's like. The, the 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 good aspects of that but this was one like me being like hooray you gave 300 meter tickets i'm like oh congratulations on being a pawn of the so the, i the wasn't state. i didn't really look at it as a hooray i looked at it as she's using qualities yes, I, that make her good at being a rabbit there's also that, that. yeah so but i see the i see what yes. you're saying yes i have so one more oh go ahead oh, an article i read um on npr from around the time this movie came out from their code switch blog which kind of looks at race relations and the role of race in the U.S., talked, bumped on the fact that she's a meter maid and giving tickets and talked about how low-level traffic crimes and parking tickets are used to, um, are, are used as pretenses for traffic stops that end up turning to, to, for racial profiling when it comes to mm-hmm. traffic stops. And so that was like a problematic aspect of the movie. The, 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 I can share the article. The article's Absolutely. good in that it, yeah. it talks about what the that the movie like brings up good points about some of these things, but doesn't really go far enough. Um, and yeah. it, it really bumps on the problems with her being a meter maid and giving out so many tickets. Now it. it's a kid's movie in 26. Again, yes. our, our national view of the police is about to take a major, like, I don't want to say change. And for a lot of people, I'm sure at 2016, they had like a lot of people who aren't, you know, three white people sitting around doing a podcast. Yeah. Like it's like they like they're like, oh, I always knew there were these problems with the police. But mm-hmm. like I think more likely people that I'm interested to see what they do with it. And, you know, 
Zootopia 2, specifically since like... Are they doing a Zootopia 2? I would be shocked if they're... I mean, oh. they may do more stuff with The way you characters. were talking, I thought they had announced it or if something. If they don't make Zootopia, <laughs> then I don't know. I don't know what. But oh, I, I do think like, especially as this movie ends with like, Nick, the, the grand reward is all good guys become cops and we give them a giant car to chase down criminals in. Yeah. I was kind of like, all right. Also, I, I do feel for the people who write these stories and animate them because they yes. like this thing is done so many years in advance that by the time it comes out you're like oh no yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, I could see to be like kind of similar to stephanie beatrice's turn in in brooklyn 99 in the last season where she's like well i'm gonna be a, a, a private detective mm. and there's still people on the force and like everybody's dealing with yeah. what that means about mm-hmm. the power dynamic and i would see i would like to see a little bit more of that in zootopia too i would also like to see uh the nocturnal district in outback <laughs> island so yes. like i have yeah. many different thoughts about yeah, zootopia yeah, yeah. too no but i'm glad anyway. you brought all that up because i wasn't viewing it that way at all i was viewing it as like oh she's using like her talents yes. and what she's good at and same i, think I was like more she's there. showing that she can excel so yeah. she can move up the ladder yeah mm-hmm. i think she's also doing that yes agreed yeah, yeah i think they both can exist yes. at the same time uh, but she spots the fox, and of course, she's thinks he's sly. I do that every morning when I my okay, wife wakes all right, up. All right. <laughs> There's the fox. Mm. Oh god! <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> so, uh, so she thinks he's being sly, and she should have trusted her instinct. But again, this goes back to like now she's like, oh my gosh, I assumed he was one way, and he's not because she goes inside, and it's an elephant ice cream shop. And he's trying to buy a jumbo pop for his little boy. And I love this little elephant outfit. The, the con is uh-huh. really the funny. The con is great because uh-huh. we find out it's a big con, but we don't know this at this point. But I have a question for Laurel real quick before we go on. Okay. Were you and, and, and uh, uh, can I say Laurel's boyfriend? Or do you want me to? You, 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 you can refer to him as my boyfriend. Well, you asked, you asked me to, I think, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you can yes. refer to him. Do you did did you and Laurel's boyfriend get as grossed out by the elephant serving uh-huh. techniques before uh-huh. they made the comedy? <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact, we we both were like, that doesn't seem sanitary. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was like, Wah! yeah, yeah, I was like, like, like peanuts that just you know, like sneezed out. Yeah, we were yeah. Like, oh. yeah, with all the peanuts, like I sucked mean, if, them all up and then put if them he was on making his own ice cream like that, I'd be like, if it was it's like fine, a do whatever you want. Thing, but I was yeah. like, this is not good. <laughs> Yeah, and we get to that here. But uh, she winds up standing up for the fox. All these elephants are like telling him he needs to go somewhere else and he shouldn't be here. And she's like, he just wants this jumbo pop. Like, you should sell it to him. And then she points out all the the violations they're having with health Mm -hmm. code. And I love how guilty the elephant in the back looks when the (laughs) one at the cash register looks back at him as he's like doing an ungloved, what is it, un... Un, I think it's ungloved trunk. Trunk. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. got the huge ice cream ball in like his nose. It's so funny. But then, the, you know, the con goes even further because he goes, oh, oh, gosh, I forgot my wallet. Jason Bateman's so good here. Mm-hmm. He's like, I forgot my wallet. And, you know, that's OK. We just won't get it this time, little guy or whatever. Yeah. So she pays for it and she tells him to keep the change. So she overpaid for it and like tipped the ice cream people and then sees them walk away and is really excited. And then she's around doing more tickets and sees that something kind of suspicious is happening. They're melting the jumbo pop Their whole down. con is so good. It's how great. much money mm-hmm. they make off of oh. one thing. And they're again going against size there. The fact that it's a giant pop. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And basically what they do, and I mean, they got it for free because she paid for it. Yes. So the whole con is they get this giant pop, they melt it down to liquid, then they go to the tundra, and then they make smaller popsicles and then they sell all those to all the gerbils when they come out Mm -hmm. and it's like very specific where he stands so he makes it so one gerbil sees it and then they all follow so then he gets all that business well i think you make i think it's lemmings it's lemmings and they're leaving lemming brothers yes Yes, that's right that's that's right yes 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 uh and so Uh, also i i I read that Disney perpetuated a myth about lemmings yes. following each other off a cliff from like a documentary in the 80s. That's a horror. I think it's even before then. I think it's 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 one of their huh. early nature things and it's essentially they're chasing them off a cliff. Oh, wow. Wait, here's a question. Do, in, do y'all remember a computer game when we were in elementary school yes. called oh. Lemmings? With the green hair? Yes. I played yes. it all the time. I had it on PlayStation. OG you, PlayStation. I know you loved Lemmings because yeah. that's your uh, avatar on your PlayStation account. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. I had it on PlayStation and things- played it on the computer. That was far back in the deep storage of my brain that just came out. So <laughs> that's what it, when someone says lemming, that's what comes to mind for me, not the animal, which is probably why I called them gerbils just now mm-hmm. <laughs> and not lemmings. But so we see that and then we see that they all, you know, they place themselves so they're right by a recycle bin. So all of the lemmings recycle the wood popsicle sticks they take them all and then they sell them as red wood to like little rodentia yeah so they can build and then it's like kind of starting this whole process again and we find out that's upscaling like that's upcycling or whatever i'm like good for him i literally have (laughs) that written here because you said that but um but he talks later about how he makes two hundred dollars a day every day that's a little bit later Mm -hmm. on but that's what we find out how much he makes off this scam And he basically crushes all of her dreams. He's like, you can only be what you are. Like, you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, he has this whole speech about, like, you're going to be a dumb bunny. I'm a sly fox. That's the way it is. Like, it's a hustle, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she's going through this day and it's been a day and she gets home and she has a carrot for one. Uh, microwavable dinner it's mm-hmm. so sad and then that's when they're fighting and they're like oh did you hear that bunny on the phone with yeah. her parents mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and but her parents call and they find out she's a meter maid and they're relieved because they're like mm-hmm. oh that's the safest job she could have they're like, she's not a real cop she's yeah a meter maid. yeah which of course is hard for her too uh and so then the next day everybody is now angry at her. So the first day, we don't see her interacting with anybody who's getting the tickets. The next day, we see like the other side of the job, mm-hmm. which is there's really no reward yeah. of this type of job because you're just making people angry all day long, yeah. which would make you angry at some point, too. Uh, I mean, I, so y'all, I, y'all, I know, lived outside D.C., but when you came into D.C., did you ever get parking tickets? All the time. I got okay. parking yeah. tickets quite a bit. And there was one I got... Uh, I yelled a lot and because I was there I was like at my car and they put it on my car as I was like unlocking like with the like beep beep unlocking it Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. would not take it off and I like it was not good I I was not the best version of myself I'm sure they were not the best version of their self but it was not a good moment and I was so angry Jersey came out Jersey came out yeah also those tickets are not cheap like that's no. the other thing. Like they're they were always so expensive, and there's no point in arguing them because and if it was before we got together, that means like whatever, however expensive it was, was very expensive. Yeah, because for... I had less yeah. money. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and I so you so you can't argue them. I did argue once. Because oh, did you? The, um, the 
I, I was parked illegally, but the address that they put on there was not where I was parked. Like I was oh. on a completely different street. And so I disputed it, heard absolutely nothing. And then six months later, got a bill from a collections agency <gasps> because when you dispute it, it freezes it and you're not supposed to pay. It yeah, while it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I never heard anything back. And then I got a bill from a collections agency. So oh. from then on, when people are like, I'm going to dispute it, I was like, sure. Like, yeah, me when I for me, it. I was yeah, for me, I was just like, I don't think I'm going to get anywhere. I'll just pay it. But that's also in Maryland because they don't have them out here. I don't know that they have them in New Jersey, but the red light and the stop sign tickets. Do they still have those mm. everywhere in Maryland? They were like very prevalent because I got quite a few of them. Oh, you mean the, the, <laughs> the, the like video camera like yeah. tickets that get sent to you in the mail? Oh, 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 oh. I don't um, know that D.C. had them, but Maryland. Had mm-hmm. DC did have them had red light tickets. Yeah, um, red light, and it was also I think we, we had speed cameras. Yeah, at speed, that's what it was. Red light and speed. Um, but yeah, that's another one that I was just like, you always get it in the mail, and you're always grumpy, and you're like, fine, I'll just give you my money. The nice thing about those is they don't affect your insurance rates because yes, that's they can't yeah. prove who was driving. So I had yeah. I was visiting someone in Chicago. They were staying in Evanston, which I believe is a suburb. Something sounds if it's not Evanston, it's something like that. No, and Evanston. I, that's where Northwestern is. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there, and I got up and I parked the night before, and I got up next morning. I had a ticket. It says you're in an illegal parking spot, and I went, "No, I'm not." I looked. I like there were all these signs that said like free parking from the time I was there. Yeah. And I took all these pictures. I took a picture of where I was. I did all this stuff. And again, this is before I knew you, so you know what kind of camera I was using to take a picture, <laughs> what kind of phone I was. Um, and I was just taking these pictures and getting everything and being like, there is, there are signs that say I can park here. Yeah. But because I had a Texas plate at the time, because oh. I was living in Champaign. Yeah. I think they gave it to me because they're like, he's going, but I didn't live, I live in Texas. I you live just Champaign. didn't switch your plates. I go back to Champaign. Well, that's another story. Oh yeah. That I was go another, back, yeah. I go back to <laughs> Champaign and I called them and like left a message that was like, I shouldn't have to pay this. He, they did it. Like, this is why they did it. I ended up, the whole thing was. It was like, they're like, well, sir, if you can't be here at this time and date to be in court and argue it, like, you have to pay the fine. And I'm like, I can't be there. It's three hours away, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so finally, I sent in my money, a check, and I sent a long note that I wrote <laughs> that was basically like, the reason you're doing this because you saw a Texas plate. You didn't think I'd come out here to argue it. You didn't, you are doing this just to get my money. You are lying. You are a lying liar. You're going you to hate this, do, but and, this sounds like something your mom would do. I know. And I said, I, well, no, she wouldn't have said as much. About it. I go, I go, I am sending this check just be, just in case, just in case you decide you still want to be <laughs> like this morally corrupt being. Like it was basically like, if you take this money, you are, you are justifying the fact that you are a liar and a, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like do the right thing I remember that was the last line I said do the right thing <laughs> <laughs> in my name I that check got cashed of like no one did. cared I yeah. just, yeah. wish I had been there when they got that because I bet they did a live reading at I'm break sure. time yeah but in my head when I was writing that thing like the cast of Les Mis was marching behind me I was like yes like Dude, I was like, like the I, people singing yes. the songs of angry men oh so good uh, so okay so back to the movie so he crushes all her dreams she like calls home to her parents everybody's upset about the tickets that's where we were at and now she chases the weasel so the weasel mm-hmm. steals what he said is moldy onions and she chases him through little rodentia is that mm-hmm. it okay mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I love this whole scene. This is great. Yes. Like there's a lot of really good moments, a lot of good background stuff going on. And then you especially love the Jersey. What are those? Is she a vole? Is she a I don't know shrew? what animal that is. She's, so uh, I read online that it's a shrew. Okay. okay. All right. That's good to know. That they're an Arctic shrew, which is why they live in tundra land. Yes. Oh, okay. now, and she's got a bump. We didn't talk she about does. her bump. Yeah. Her hair is high. She's got a Jersey uh, bump. It's great. And she saves her life from this giant rolling donut from a donut shop. And they're very sweet to each other. They are very sweet to each other, but it is, she did cause a lot of destruction running after this weasel in the town. Not necessarily on purpose, but that's kind of what the chief is upset about. You know, she gets the guy, but like at what cost, I guess. And Mm -hmm. also they don't think... And she gets a master criminal who stole moldy onions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's... So the chief wants to fire her and uh, we haven't talked about the assistant yet. The lamb, who is the assistant mayor. What's her name? It's Bell something. Bellwether. Dawn Bellwether. Bellwether, yeah. Uh, the Bell... Done she, by Jenny Slate. Yes. The, the, it was like, fantastic in this movie. Yeah, Agreed. she's very good. Idris Elba, very good. The guy who does yeah. Clawhauser, like the main two characters. Not Clawhauser. Chief Bogo. Chief yes, Bogo. but also the guy who does Clawhauser. Oh, sorry. Is also good. Yes, it okay. sounds like you were saying Idris Elba. Sorry. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. But like those five are probably like the, the real hit... Uh, voices in this and i feel like yeah. a lot of the also, other people just kind of like come in and out because of idris elba and that's my picture every time i look at chief bogo i become very attracted to a water buffalo and i really <laughs> just need some time to sit with this yeah yeah uh, it's it's weird because i know there's the whole furry thing but at the same time these are attractively drawn <laughs> animals and it is yeah. something i feel like everybody has like because like i'm like i mean i'm not into a dude fox whatever and then like judy hops comes on i'm like Oh, they! Oh, she originally had this like little tuft of hair in some of the things I saw, uh-huh. and since it's like kind of up like this, it looked like she had like shaved sides, and it's kind of like real like trendy and flashy. And I'm thinking about it as I'm watching. I'm like, this is a bunny. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you spending so much headspace? I'm being like, ooh, I really like that haircut on that bunny. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. So yeah, same thing where it's like, yeah. Idris Elba. Ooh, this, 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 the, the sultry tones of Idris Elba coming out of a water buffalo. Yeah. It's just, uh, Disney does this to everybody and they know what they're doing. Yep. But he wants to fire her and the assistant mayor, she's like, us little guys have to stick together. And yes. she told her that at the police academy when they start this new initiative with this program with Hops. And so she's like... Can we like, briefly talk about why her name is so clever? Bellwether? Yes. That, oh, I thought you meant Judy Hops. Why is Bellwether so clever? Because sheep uh, in a flock, one sheep will wear a bell around their neck. And that is the way that a shepherd knows where his flock has like roamed to. Oh, mm, I did okay. not know and that. So, and, you know, like Bellwether is kind of like the first, like the, the thing that kind of measures and tells like where things are and like kind of symbolically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's I great. That. Yeah, no. I didn't know that. Uh, so she, yeah, she's basically like you have a friend in the mayor's office. Like, just remember that. So Hops kind of gives the chief, she spins it this way. Give me 48 hours to find Emmett. So during all of this. Emmett's wife comes in and it's clear the chief's been putting her off and doesn't want to talk to her because Academy he's gone Award missing. Award winner Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Comes in and is like, my husband the otter is gone. Thank you, thank you and leaves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's her role. And, and, and so Emmett, Emmett Otterton then ties to something that I learned about a few years ago, a Christmas special from the 70s yes. yeah. called yeah. Emmett Otter's Jug, Jug Band, Band Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep. One, are, if are we, we do... To- think these are related probably oh yeah they are i read in okay. the i read in the i read somewhere 
I don't it's a know. Jim Henson production, so probably there's, yeah. a, there's a chance that Disney owns him and Otter now. Yeah, I read that. I think it was in reference to that. So I think someone loved that Jug Band Christmas special and named him. Pretty this. fun little special. It is. Yeah, it's a cute special. I, I, okay, well, where can one find that? Is it on Disney Plus? We have it on we, DVD. You we can borrow it, it for yeah. you. We can okay. let you borrow it if you want to watch it. But yeah, I can't remember. You heard that, listeners. They will let you borrow their copies. So. <laughs> yes, we are becoming what Netflix was. <laughs> yeah, we're going to mail you. Mail you We only mail you Blu-ray. one. You have to mail it back before you get a second one. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so that all happens as well. And she's like, let me find, give me 48 hours to find Emmett. And then if not, I will resign. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of what's going to happen. So, well, but doesn't the chief tell her that he's like you have yeah. forty eight hours, and then you've yeah, got I think to he resign. says the forty eight hours. Yeah, you're right. I think he might be the one who gives her the ultimatum. Also, forty eight hours a pretty seminal, uh, buddy cop, uh, movie where I believe Nick Nolte is a cop and Eddie Murphy is a con man. Oh, okay. So kind of the same. Anyway, yeah. I have heard of that movie. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it. I, I've not seen it. I don't think. But uh, she sees in the picture when he went missing that he had a popsicle. So now this leads her back to Nick and back to, um, you know, his scam. But also, where's the last time he saw him? And so she interviews Nick, and this is where we get introduced to her carrot pen, which also is a recorder, so it records things. Now and- she is. It's the 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 look that Nick gives when she plays back the the recording of him saying, "I make two hundred dollars a day and she's like i'm gonna get you 365 a year yeah um great reaction gif i see all over the place also i want to point out the little fenric fox um voiced by tiny lester who you may know from movies such as friday uh the the uh fifth element oh he's in dark knight he's the the guy who like the the con who takes the detonator and throws it out the window is oh, like okay. I, I'll do what you should have done when you saw it. Yeah. Uh, also from No Holds Barred with uh, Hulk Hogan. Anyway, of course continue. I knew there'd be a wrestling mm-hmm. with that rattling. Um, here's off. a question: Did either of y'all growing up have a pin that recorded? Because that is what my boyfriend said when this part came up. He said, "I remember those pins," and I, I don't did not think so. No, I don't think I ever had one that recorded. I just think of Talk Boy. But yeah, my Talk kids Girl. Were home early. Yeah, but I don't know that I ever had a. Pin that record it listeners let us know you should double check to see if he's a spy (laughs) yeah did you ever have a shoe that turned into a phone when you were a kid (laughs) did you have a watch that like printed out messages that connected you to Dick Tracy like come on (laughs) but yeah so that's how she gets him and she basically blackmails she hustles him she's Mm -hmm. like you know and so she turns it on him and he goes okay fine like I'll help you and then you give me the pen so this is where we go to the yoga retreat it's the mystic spring oasis is what mm-hmm. it's called and uh it's a naturalist club. tommy chong as the as the yak i love mm-hmm. the yak so much especially because he says he doesn't remember anything and they go out to the elephant who remembers everything and you realize that he, bit's pretty funny yeah he knows yes. everything and the elephant knows nothing uh and so He's they like, get what i say elephants have great memories yeah <laughs> so good the the hair and the flies at the beginning yes. is a really, really yes yeah neat technical achievement Mm -hmm. so they get all this information and they now have a plate number because he remembers the plate number but she's not in the system yet because she's so new as a cop so uh i guess at some point nick said something about running a plate or something about any 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 moron can run a plate yeah that's what any moron can run a plate 
is there a moron around here? Exactly. Yeah. So you should be able to do it. So she kind of cons him into doing that. And this is where we get to the DMV with the sloths and it's flash, flash, hundred yard dash. So good. And does he have the aviators on here? No, he. I don't think he gets them no. till the end. To the end. I love when he's got the aviators yes. on when Nick is wearing the aviators. But, uh, but yeah. So he, she realizes how slow this is going to take mm-hmm. when she starts trying to answer. And again, you made the good point of it's not that they're slow motion, like slowing everything down slow mo. It's that they're just talking slowly. It's it's yes. uh, everything like they're the doing is like slow. This. They're not like hi. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not it's not talk boy. Yeah, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Mr. McAllister, the father. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. So Honestly, the sound of the stamp that he's that the first sloth is stamping that says paid, and then it just the slow peel off of the stamp uh, is just so perfect. It's great when he peels the later when he takes the paper off the printer. Yes, that's yes. really good. Yeah, printer, that's so really great. good. Also, did you notice too? There was a huge line, and they just kind of walked up. Yes, that's what cops yes. will do. I well, it's uh, but I it was Nick. It was his friend. Yeah, I thought he was, it was like, his oh, friend. I jump ahead. I guess. Flash. Yeah. So then this next part, I probably uh, you might have to bleep, but I don't care because this is how I wrote it in my notes. I love when Nick has he has a <laughs> eating grin on his face. <laughs> like yeah. he's got this grin when he's so proud that he's kind of scammed her in this. She's going to get what she wants, but like at what cost? And she's so frustrated and he could care less. Mm-hmm. And it seems like something Jason Bateman would like in his life, like listening to his podcast, smart list and yeah, just hearing interviews a... from him. Like it just seems like something that he would do as well, yeah. like for the joke, for the bit. And so I don't know. I really liked it a lot, uh, but they get out and it's night. She's like, okay, we have to beat rush hour, and it's it's like dark, Which and everyone's left. How I feel recording this podcast. I know it is getting dark. <laughs> uh, so, so sometimes we're like, we're having so much fun. It's night. Yeah, it's night. <laughs> what happened? So then uh, they find the plate. They go in. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the mm-hmm. tundra section again, and they see this limo. They go inside. They find Otterton's wallet, and that the whole back is scratched up from mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and so now they think that whoever drove the limo is kind of who took otterton and this is where again one of my most favorite scenes come in mr big the crime boss yes. who is the godfather and we've just recently watched the godfather and the like shot to shot comparisons over the next yes. couple scenes the are wedding really good we'll get to that in a second but when they do the wedding there's like two or three shots so first of all they pull into the compound which is Identical. Built like the 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 compound of the Godfather, like the chain that they put on afterwards, the style of the it's house. Right. I admit that I've never seen the Godfather. Oh, Laurel, it's, very, it's, it's worth checking it. out. Um, yeah, it, it's always just been. Anytime I've been sat down to watch it, I realize it's three hours long. Yeah, I think, it's not. It's I'm, not short. And I'm like, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, I will it. say, it doesn't feel long. You but could I've stop seen it in the middle and come back later. Well, and they be talked fine. about how. Well, as I watched commentary, yeah, they, listen to the commentary. They originally they were gonna plan an intermission because it was so long, and they didn't want mm. people to leave. They wanted people to stay through it. There is a reason they didn't there, do it. But you a, could. There is a, a there's very, a scene where there's a lot of newspapers coming at the screen, and that like here's what like a, a, a passing of time, like a montage. Uh, you could pause it there. Uh, okay, it's a, okay, that's yeah. good to know. And it's yeah. also, I will say, it's after one of the probably the biggest moments in the whole it, film. I won't say it didn't feel long, but it did not feel three hours to me. I will say that. Okay, it never okay, feels long good. to me, but I've seen it. I can't even yes. tell you how many times. Because I also got a nice, a nice little, a nice little pasta rep recipe in the middle. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Uh, but this is not a Godfather podcast. <laughs> that's going to be you and 
Joe after you guys do your Rocky. First yeah. you do a Rocky, Rocky Four, Four podcast. We're only going to do Rocky Four. We're not going to do the rest <laughs> of them. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of really good Easter egg things if you've seen The Godfather. So it's super fun. But I also love that Mr. Big is so tiny. I love mm-hmm. that like he's we find out that Nick scammed him and he's super afraid. And I love that to ice them means they just drop, drop them, them in, in, ice. in, in frozen yes. water. Is so good. And so that's what he's going to do. He's like, you sold me. Maurice LaMarche doing the voice. Yes. Who and is what do we know him from? Pinky, or uh, The Brain from Pinky and the oh, Brain. Yes. He's okay. a prolific voice actor. He's in a million things. Got it. But that's the one I, I can remember off the top of my head. Got it. So uh, we find out that Nick sold him a skunk, skunk butt rug instead yes. of it being like a bear skin That might rug. be the rude humor. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. That I, might be, I have to yeah. Say, as soon as they kept talking about the skunk butts, I was like, the children in the theater were probably like... Losing their minds. Yes, uh, just uncontainable. Yeah. And then me. I want you to imagine this <laughs> theater of all children laughing and then skunk butt. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan, then, calm down. <laughs> and then his daughter comes in and she's like, it's time to dance. And she sees it's that a woman it's from Judy. Mousies. Yes, the mm-hmm. one she saved. She sees it's Judy. She's like, Daddy, she saved me. And he goes, because you did me this great service, then this kindness, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to tell you who the driver was. That's who you need to talk to, the driver of the limo. And he gives more information about what happened, what the driver mm-hmm. said happened when he picked up Otterton. Otterton well, was their florist. They cut to the wedding, which is, this is more, It lo- there's shots straight from The Godfather. Like when they're posing for the picture. When posing for the picture, that's, that's a big scene in The Godfather. Like, yeah. Where's Michael? We got to wait for Michael. Um, but then they do a big zoom out, and it's so he his his guards are all pol- polar bears and track suits, which and, is another. And good they bit. zoom out, and that's one of the biggest laughs for me is the security on this wedding is giants just standing yes, towering the over this yes. table of this wedding. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I also really enjoy Nick taking the tiniest little bites of cake. Yes. Tiny little yes. Fork. Yeah. Again, like the size. Yeah. All of the things with size throughout this whole movie is so good. But we find out Otterton was the florist and that he wound up attacking the driver. He just went crazy. So I'm Enzo, the baker. Yes. Enzo, the baker. Uh, so they go to the rainforest district because that's where the driver is. And he says he was a crazed animal and attacked him. And he talks about night howlers here this is the yes. first time we hear this reference and they think they're talking about the timber wolves now mm-hmm. I, I i think it's jesse cordy is this actor's name it's the same voice as lefou from beauty and the beast oh very oh. different yes yeah right oh i read okay. that it was like these are the two he's, he's in another i think he's in frozen he's in something else i, I looked it up last night and i was shocked because i yeah, was like huh LeFou, I, I I always love LeFou's voice and I've never seen him in anything else. But yeah, but same But maybe voices. we have and you just don't know I it guess. because yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe he's just really good at like switching it like that. But as they're talking, well, and we only see him through like the chain, right? He opens the door, but it's chained. Mm-hmm. And we see mm-hmm. that like one eye is like, clawed. He's, he's, he's clawed, like he really got attacked and really got into it with Otterton. And then... Um, he starts to go crazy. So he starts to lose it and starts to chase. He goes savage. Yes, he goes savage. Mm-hmm. Starts to chase Nick and Judy. And uh, this whole scene is really good because you think he's going to get away. Then you think they're going to get hurt. She winds up saving Nick's life. And this is really where Nick has the turn, I think, mm-hmm. on like genuinely mm-hmm. starting to not only help her, but also being like, oh, she's like, she could have also been hurt and like she saved my life here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of this, 
yeah, all of this happens. She calls uh, to the police so they can get back up and all this stuff. They handcuff, 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 handcuff the, is it a Jaguar? What is he? Yes. I think so. Yeah. They handcuff the driver. They go back up and he's gone. Pawcuff. Oh, that's good. Uh, so he's Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone. They look foolish, and he's basically like, "You're fired, Chief's." Like, "You're fired. You didn't do this in enough time." And you even said, "Has 48 hours gone by yet?" Yeah. And then this is where Nick stands up for her. He's like, "Not only does she have 10 hours left, but he basically just reads into them, and he's like, "You guys haven't solved this case in two weeks, and now you yeah. want her to solve it in two days." And I too had the same thought. I was like, "It has not been 48 hours." Yeah. <laughs> So they've got about 10 hours left. And then after they all leave, he says something to her. Never let them see that they get to you. And this is where we find out his backstory that we talked about. I he think. wanted to be a scout. Yeah, he wanted to be a, a junior ra- ranger scout. And they tricked him. And he him. was the only predator in the group. And they put a muzzle on him, which, again, this scene was very, very... It was hard to watch. Yeah. And that it was... It was sad. It's 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 visuals that don't really like it's it doesn't mean anything. I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say because it's not like it was something personal. I know we talked about muzzles and stuff, but it was also just like this seems very dark for a children's movie. But then it's like they're just putting a muzzle on him. But, but I the think way it's they also, presented it well, was they, like it's this not, is the worst thing in the world. It's not just putting a muzzle on him. They turn out the lights and they surround him yeah. and they start beating him up. Like it's I think yeah. it's more than just mom, that. Like saving money to get him the uniform. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it's like a child being jaded for the first time is kind of what really like breaks my heart. Yeah. At, at times like this, so it's like not Agreed. only is he like my mom sacrificed so much to get me this uniform so I could join. I was so excited. And then it's this terrible, mean bullying thing. Yeah. And all just because of what I was born as. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing I can change. Nothing I can do. I did nothing wrong. And then he says, if the world sees you one way, why try and be different? So again, Mm. going back to that theme that we've been talking about. So we go back to, um, she's like, I know. And then he gets the idea of that. There's cameras everywhere. She's like, well, I have a friend in the mayor's office. So we go back to the assistant mayor and we find out she's not treated well at all. Mm -hmm. We find out that Lionheart makes fun of her and is not really nice to her. Her office is smell weather. Yeah. Calls her smell weather, which is pretty funny. I got to (laughs) say it it is funny, but like inappropriate for a boss to. Yes. 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 I will say the movie presents it like there's a big predator prey like divide in this community and to me it seems more like a size thing it's like the big animals like pick on the well, smaller but animals the predators are usually going to be bigger than their prey i, I thought that because that's what it is in the, the police district but like there's way like rhinos aren't predators elephants polar bears are but like the water buffalo they're just big like well, a lot of mm-hmm. them aren't necessarily predators and i just think that's that's and uh, again i'm waiting for tutopia yeah. See how they so, address this. A joke that I really laughed at was sheep never let me get this close. Yes. <laughs> because oh, he's Nick just is the fox the- when he's touching the hair. But again, that goes back to like, you can't just touch someone's hair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, that is something, you know, that's talked about in our society as well about like just going up and like touching someone's hair. But that's what he's doing. But just the joke about they never let me get this close, I yeah. thought was very funny. Uh, so that lead that gives them a lead when she's looking at the cameras that they need to go to cliffside and that's, they see the timber wolves. Yes. And they always howl. And she goes, this is the, these are the night howl, howlers they're talking mm-hmm. about. This must be what they were talking about. And so they, she starts a howl to distract them, which is another funny moment. <laughs> I, yeah. Cause the one guy I was, and I was like, Carl, 
<laughs> don't have if you how you're gonna start out and like they can't like, help but themselves i didn't start it yeah it's, yeah, it's so really funny. good but- also at one point my boyfriend turned and looked at my dog leo right here and leo was of course fast asleep and not paying any attention he goes like no reaction i was like leo gets like two barks a month and he's the not gonna only, waste one on this movie the only time lady has ever reacted and we have it on video it was lady and the tramp funny yeah. enough so <gasps> it, was, it when, was when we'll have to send it to you but it was when we were watching it and it was when lady's a puppy yeah and she was oh, like like barking it. at it yeah she was like very or not barking but her ears she like very much yeah. tuned in on it she never pays attention to whatever's on the tv to to, 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 to what i refer to as like fake doll like if it's just unedited stuff of a dog barking, sometimes she'll look at it. But if it's anything where it's like broken up by edits, because my theory is they just get edits based on how it sounds. But as far as we know, like what the dog's saying is like soup, <laughs> elephant. Like it's just like words yeah. put together uh-huh. that mean nothing to us. Yeah. So. So this is where we find out about the animals going savage. They see them all in cages and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then they hear the mayor. And so now we know that the mayor is aware of what's going on. And it's clear that he's trying to figure out why it's happening, but he also doesn't want to cause a panic. Mm -hmm. So that's that's his reason for not telling anyone. But at the same time, that's also something that is very relatable in society. Like that whole like when do you tell people when do you not and i think there's a lot more there mm-hmm. that as adults you connect with it in a completely different way than like kids are going to necessarily relate to it uh so that is all happening and they wind up arresting the mayor because they because he he says the chief doesn't know about it so uh-huh. he sent the chief to like solve this case but the chief has no idea what's actually going on and so this is also um, as they're arresting the mayor. This is when she asks Nick to be her partner, and he gives she gives him the pen and the application at this point. Mm-hmm. So now we go to the press conference. So now they're talking about you know what are the next steps and what's going on and why do they think they're going savage? And we've kind of talked about this already, but she Judy starts talking about how predators are reverting to their DNA, and she calls the predators them. She groups them all together in one category mm, and and says that, you know, they're going to go savage and back to going back to their biology. And this is where you made that point, Laurel, about this is where Nick flashes back to that story we find out earlier. Mm-hmm. And after the press conference and you can even see like I was uncomfortable for her like she's just saying more and more things that it's like, oh, gosh, you really need to stop talking. You really need to stop talking. And. She gets off. She gets off the podium. She goes over to Nick. She starts talking about how, oh, I didn't get to say anything about you. I didn't do this, whatever. And Nick kind of calls her out on it. And mm-hmm. then he's like, "Are you still afraid of me?" And he jumps towards her, and she flinches. And then this is where he points out the fox repellent. And he's like, "You know, I saw that the moment I met you." And everyone in Zootopia starts turning on one another. So now we see everybody how fear is dividing everybody Mm -hmm. like fear is making everything much worse because nobody really knows what's happening or how to stop it and it's just demonstrating everyone's like inherent bias that they were like people were like no we're uh we're we're able to coexist and predator and prey it doesn't matter we all live in the same place and it's like but if the but at my root, I was always very afraid of these predators. So 
and, and now, now it's, it's coming like true. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. This is mm-hmm. also like confirmation bias. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so much going on in this part, and the cheetah winds up getting moved from the front desk because it's like oh. nobody uh, like wants a predator to be greeting somebody who's got to come into the office. So like that's another big thing. I will say his delivery of like I'm being moved downstairs to records. It's next to the boiler. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't feel like I should laugh, but I laughed. Yeah, yeah. And then we find out that the new mayor is now. Why can't I think of her name? Bellwether. Bellwether. Thank you. Because you want to say Don- Donatella. Or, yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I said that so much to my old direct report when she quit. I was like, is it because I kept saying, don't be suspicious? <laughs> don't be suspicious. It's because you got tired of my Parks and Recs quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what she, if that was on her like uh, her exit interview? Like, <laughs> she's, she was like, I was a fan of The Office, not Parks and Rec, so it just my didn't really resonate. My Parks and Rec entirely too much. <laughs> what is her name? Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa Ralphio. I was like, what is her yes, name? Yes, yeah. Lisa. The new mayor comes in. They want Judy to be the public face of ZPD. She winds up quitting because she feels like she's let everybody down. She moves back to the farm. Yeah. She starts selling carrots. And this is where we get Gideon. She's also like, she's like, I I didn't do like, yes, I rescued all these mammals. But like in the end, I didn't. I actually did worse. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made things so much worse. And so this is where we see Gideon and how her parents make a point. And they were like, we would have never worked with with Gideon. But because of what you said and because of the experiences you were having in Zootopia, we gave him a chance. And he's like the best baker around. So Mm -hmm. he's like, sorry, I had a lot of self-doubt. I did not know how to like, it feels like a very rehearsed speech. Yeah, he's like, and he was like, I had some aggression. I did not know how to work through. It's basically he went to a therapist and this is what, Yeah. yeah, what he was told and like how he worked through it which is great and i also like that he's like a baker which is something they don't you don't seem to associate with With predators yeah Yeah, like and so overt masculinity yeah yeah yeah. and so then there are all these purple flowers and they tell the bunnies to get away from them and then they realize he goes oh we always used to call them that howlers yeah that's the nickname for him good old country logic and the mom talks about how or the dad talks about how the mom got bit by her uncle or cousin yeah. or someone and how he went yeah. crazy and so she makes the connection that this is what's making all the animals sick and that the weasel from the beginning who she thought stole moldy onions really stole these flowers and so now she goes she sends him to the godfather to get iced to try to figure out what all is going on she gets back with nick yes yeah, we're skipping a scene i really want to talk about which yeah. is when she apologizes to nick when she finds him sitting in the lawn chair under the bridge drinking like you know a soda and which i was sunglasses. like does he live under a bridge like I mean he might it doesn't seem like people are really like cool with foxes like he might not have he doesn't get good apartment applications because he's a fox yeah but like this the dialogue that Judy has where she was like I was ignorant and I let like and she just when I first saw this movie, I remember my friend and I turning to each other and saying, this movie is teaching kids how to apologize. Yeah. Like, here's Mm -hmm. what I did, Mm -hmm. what I did hurt you. And I am sorry that like, it's very much connecting the dots. Yeah. We, then this is where we meet Doug and the whole breaking bad scene. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's essentially there. It's in a subway. It's in an old subway uh, car. car. Mm -hmm. And uh, they start the subway car to try to get all the evidence to the police. That's where they want to go. Wait. She comes back from the food stand and has blueberries, and we find yes, out that sorry, Nick we loves need to say blueberries. That. Yes, that yes. will come back He's later. He's obsessed with blueberries, and I love that he can't help himself. He just puts some in his pocket because that's you related to that more than like anything else in this movie. You're like, look at him; he's saving him for later. I get it. 
Yeah. No, I just really love. I just really liked that a lot. Also, because it's not something that's easy to put in your pocket. Like he wraps them at up. At any moment, Tara has pocket blueberries. I want. I have you to pocket know that. pretzels. Like not that pretzels. Was so funny. Soft pretzels. From a hotel in Philadelphia. Yes. Put, or so purse, purse pretzels. Purse. They're purse pretzels. You pulled oh. out a soft pretzel out of your purse. <laughs> and I was it like, came what is at happening? a very good moment when I really <laughs> needed something to eat. <laughs> I love that. I love it's that. Great. Uh, but everything winds up exploding. They wind up getting the cart down there. It's a big action scene. Everything winds up exploding. All the evidence is destroyed. But Nick still has Except the case. Except for the gun that they make these little blue... Uh, paintball yeah you see the whole process that when you shoot someone that's when they go savage so he has that so now they're like okay we can cut through the american history something history museum natural history museum yeah which i was really hoping would be full of humans Oh, that they would yeah, be like, that let us good. study these weird <laughs> creatures. I did like they had like a saber-toothed bunny and things like that in there. I thought those yeah. were pretty funny, but yeah. Uh, so they're making their way through the museum to try to get to the police making department. Their way through the museum. Yeah, and they're confronted. <laughs> they're confronted by the now mayor, and she. What's her name? Bellwether. Ah, I had it that time. Uh, spoiler, it was in my notes written finally. Oh, okay. I finally wrote her actual <laughs> name because I think I just was calling her assistant mayor in my notes. And this is where the twist comes in, listeners. She is the big bad. Now, when I first saw it, I didn't catch it until like the moment it was about to happen. I don't know about you, Laurel. Did you see it coming when you first I, saw it? I don't it? remember because I, I don't remember, but yeah. watching it with my boyfriend, he suddenly went, oh, it's her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it like, a minute before it happened. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to be Bogo for some reason. Like I since I mean since he was so prominently featured and seemed to have a problem with Judy. Yeah. I thought that was going to be it. Yeah, but we find out that she's like, you know, prey outnumbers predators 10 to 1. And like mm-hmm. why shouldn't we be rising up? Why shouldn't we be like taking over and doing all these things? And, and so she shoots Nick with one of the the paintballs. And Judy gets hurt in this process of running around. So now Judy is an yes. injured bunny kind of going through brush in one of the exhibits he turns savage or what we think he turns savage and he goes after her and then the, they get the blood conf- the they, blood they get a confession back. out of bellwether yeah and on the carrot recorder yes and yep. it's they swap the paintball with a blueberry yes and her acting she brings back how she acted when she was a kid yes and that's when they say fear fear always works is what bellwether says and then they get her here in this moment and And that's the cops show up because bellwether called them was like there's a there's a savage fox yeah so then they make the officer hops yeah (laughs) then they make the antidote so we realize that they're they are able to make an antidote they're able to get everybody better who went savage and she has a speech. She goes back to the police academy because now Nick goes Nick to train at the academy. He's graduating. And Judy speaks and she says, the more we understand one another, the more exceptional we will be. Try to make the world a better place and change starts with you, starts with me, starts with us. And that's like an abbreviated version of what she says. But I really, it really resonated with me, her mm-hmm. speech. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what you said, Laurel, about how the movie tells you teaches kids how to apologize it also teaches kids how to like recognize like how you can be good for your community and how Mm -hmm. you can like help people and i also think Mm -hmm. it's something adults need to hear too like i think it's a good reminder for everyone and i really liked that ending speech a lot and this is the second thing that was kind of my little issue is that big car they have that they're At like, the isn't it cool end. to have a big car? Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't yes. bode well. There are issues with the over militarization of the police. Anyway, yes. not that big a deal. Not not that 
I'm pushing that a little bit more other than like, we just want to see cool cars. It's a cartoon. I will say that was mentioned in the NPR code switch oh, article was, it? was, was that, you know, at the end, her reward is that she gets this tank style car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to read that whole article. And then we get a, a, a Shakira um, concert. Yeah. Well, you forget that they they're in the big car to catch a street racer who is none other than Flash. Oh, Flash. That's, that's right. right. Flash. 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 For some reason, I had to keep thinking it's Duke and it's not. Yeah. Like it's definitely Flash. For some reason, that's, like that's the weasel. Yeah, that's what Duke that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, even now, I was like, uh, yeah, they chased the yeah. That's great. Stupid. All right. Sloth well, jokes. we made it through the movie. It is a long movie. Uh, let's go through the episode questions. We do this every episode. First off, how was the princess? I'm going to say the princess and this is Judy. But okay, so here's the thing that I love about another thing I love about Zootopia is that there is no forced love story between yes. Judy Agreed. and Nick. They now, are just friends. I would say that at the end I went, I kind of wish they got together. And and I feel like people were like, well it's a it's a fox and a bunny. I'm like they're like what would they like there was something i remember where people were like if they couldn't have gotten together because they're a fox and a bunny what would their kids have looked like and i'm like i think it should have been like lady and the tramp where some of them just look like bunnies yes. and some of them or look like fox christmas carol where yes. the girls are yes. pigs and the boys are fox okay yeah. well so here's the thing and and if anyone is a craniac listener you hear me talk about this all the time but i really dislike the men and women can't be friends there has to be a romantic connection so i really appreciate movies that just show a man and a woman or a female and male characters being just friends yes yes and, and having i agree very, a very rich friendship together mm-hmm. so i think i would be okay in Tootopia if we push that relationship further i would also be cool if like another non-fox or a rabbit entered the situation and they dealt with it in that way I mean, um, we know that she has plenty of rabbits to choose from because, as she said, they are good at multiplying. That's yes. a, I know. I was like, that's, that's a joke in there. Joke. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I like loved her a lot. Judy. She was great. Loved her voice actress. It was really yeah. funny because I remember in this movie, I was like starring Judy Hopps and Jason Bateman. I don't think of him as Nick Wilde. I think of him as yeah. Jason yes, Bateman. Same. But I don't. Same. I think of Judy. Judy is a very like completed well, character. So, like, I, I know Jennifer Goodman like. She's in Walk the Line. She was in Something Borrowed. She's in He's Just Not That Into You. Like, I am very familiar with Jennifer Goodwin, yet I can, I only think of her. Like, I think of Judy yeah. Hopps. I don't think of Jennifer mm-hmm. Goodwin. Um, I mean, guys, Judy Hopps is my avatar in Disney+. Plus. I love Judy Hopps. <laughs> uh, Nick, how do we, how was The Prince? In this case, we're going to go with Nick Wilde. Um, I, I mean, I'm obsessed with Jason Bateman. So for me, like, I absolutely loved him. But I also, I like the way he was animated. I like a lot of what they did with his backstory. I don't know. I really liked him a lot. The, the big mm-hmm. scam is what really turned me on to him. Once we realized, like, the whole scam that he does, I really liked his character. I, I, I like his turn when he st- sticks up with her for yeah. the, in front of the chief and is like, you've had this case for two weeks and you haven't done anything. You wanted her to solve it in 48 hours. I, yeah. I mean, I like him. I don't think there's a cooler Disney character. Like he's, the, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean yeah. like Crush from Finding Nemo. Crush. Yeah, but turtle. Crush has kind of got dork dad energy, and I think Nick is just like he's he like it's because he doesn't care. He looks like he, I feel like he's is part of it. Like it's like if you would rank them, it'd be like him and then Dodger from. Oh yeah. Like well, Oliver guess what? Dodger also wears aviators. Maybe that's it. I think his are just regular glasses, and I'm glad I made that distinction. Like a real jerk. All right. How <laughs> uh, how were the sidekicks slash henchmen? I think we've talked about a lot of them, but I, I really enjoyed Bogo, all the side maybe? characters. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was okay. I was thinking of henchmen. I was like, who are the henchmen? Yeah, I, the, just the, the Rams. <laughs> Yeah, Clawhauser's great. Um, oh, the Godfather character. That whole thing for me, I really yeah. liked a lot. 
favorite musical number? I mean, the only uh, 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 try everything I mean, is good. Yeah, it's guys. It was on running playlists of mine. Like I was not surprised to find that I still remembered every single lyric and was just singing along the whole time. <laughs> it's great. Uh, does it hold up? You know, the big four we talk about there are guns, firearms, ethnic representation, drinking, smoking, mm-hmm. and female character agency. Um, yes. I think it holds up on most of that. Yeah. I think the one thing that, like, we talked about that's not on this list is the issue of, like, uh, like I keep calling it copaganda and kind of yeah. that so stuff. I had never heard that term before until um, a few weeks ago I was listening to the Bechtel cast mm-hmm. um, and they were covering Encanto and they talked about copaganda and mentioned Zootopia specifically. And I was like, I've never heard this term. And I went into watching Zootopia with that mindset because I don't think it's super flattering necessarily of police. I don't necessarily think of it as copaganda. It's, but. it's, it's going off the old idea of like cops are always good guys and I understand some of it, but I think it's like, to me, like the NPR article is more of a think piece and like, Mm -hmm. than it is like a, this is why Zootopia is bad. And it's like, it's, is this reflect, is this, is, is Zootopia pushing the issue in a bad direction or is it reflective of our views of an institution that may not be as shiny as we like for it to be, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think it's more of that. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a podcast I keep meaning to listen to called Copaganda where he goes through old what he like he's like I'm gonna go watch because he the guy's like I love cop movies and I'm going back and watching it now with these lens he does like RoboCop Tango and Cash Lethal Weapon like all that stuff and he's like let's talk about like maybe how we got here and how there was a whole you know decade where this it was like cops can shoot whoever they want and that's great because they're on the side of the law like and it's just kind of like what you know. It, I've been meaning to listen to it. I haven't got to it yet, but it's out there. Check it out, guys. Um, it, it's it's time to rank uh, Bellwether. All right. What is her first She's name? going to be interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about this because this is one thing I remember from y'all's podcast is the, the villain ranking. Is is it the heat rating or something? Is that, or is it just a villain there's ranking? There's go away heat and there's yes factor. Okay. T- tell you what, this is a good time. Uh, listeners, we'll be right back. I'm going to re-explain this whole thing to Laurel. The Infallible Scientific Villains Ranking was designed and created by top scientists, working together to establish the perfect method of devising a villain's relative knavery, cunning, and vileness. Each evildoer is judged in seven categories on a scale of one to five. The averages of each category are added up, and the resulting villain ranking tells us exactly where each ne'er-do-well belongs. Whether it's at the top with our queen, Ursula, or at the bottom with Aconcagua, the grumpy mountain of Saludos Amigos. Here are the seven categories. Number one, frightening. How scary is this villain? Number two, funny. How often did this villain make you laugh? Number three, fierce. How much attitude, sass, and sense of style does this villain have? Number four, effective. How grand was their evil plan and how well did they execute it? Number five, design. How awesome does this villain look? Number six, go away heat. How much did you honestly hate this villain and want them to be off your screen as quickly as possible? And number seven, yes factor. Whenever Tara sees a villain she loves first appear on screen, she says, Yes! How often did you find yourself missing this villain's presence when they weren't on screen? Follow along at home and let us know your own villain scores. And now back to the podcast. Listeners, we're back. Uh, Let's start with frightening. One. One? Yeah. <laughs> is, is zero an option? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess 
what's frightening about her is none of us saw it coming, right? Yes. So that's the argument for giving her a higher rating. But I think I'm going to give her higher ratings other places. Yes, I think that's what's frightening is she appeared so non-threatening. So now yes. I'm almost talking myself into at least giving her a two. I'm giving her a one because I'm going just on face value. That yeah. When you're watching the movie, you were not afraid of her. Yeah, I'm the same. I think I at most that. she gets a 1.5 for me because of like the thing but we don't do 0.5s like yeah uh, like, all right the most i get that i get that but, i mean you can do whatever you want to you can give her fives across the board i am gonna give her a two because i feel like i feel like once you know that about her like my rewatch of this movie was very different because i was looking for okay they must drop a hint that yeah. she's and they don't like you have no idea it's coming at all she she mm-hmm. is a little nefarious when she does the thing where it's considering she's a cute cute little lamb yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna, it's gonna be 10 to 1. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I could see you giving her a 2. Yeah. All right. It's, it's not like if I, it's, it's not like I'm giving her a 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, you can give her whatever you want. Uh, I know. Funny, I mean, I would say she's not a 1, but. I'm gonna give her a 3. You give her a 3? Because I, 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 I enjoy, I don't know, I just, I, part of it is Jenny Slate voicing her, but I yeah. just, I, yeah. What do you think, Tara? I think I'm going to give her a two, but I understand why you gave her a three. I'm going to give her the same. I I, I mean, I think, it, 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 yeah. I think there were a lot of other characters that were much funnier than her, which might be why mine's more a two than it is a three. But I think, yeah, I think what we gave her is good there. Fierce? Does she have any fierce? Like, I, I feel like I can. She's very meek through most of yeah. this. Like, she's very, like, quiet. And this is where you make the good point of, like, once you see, like, where she is frightening because she's so unassuming that at the end you realize like how much power she has mm-hmm. so yeah could, but if, it was fierce where you said it was like drag queen energy kind of it's to me it's it's fives are like ursula cruella okay. like I, I would give her i would give her a one i think i'm doing the same i think i am too although i did love her bump her hair yes I mean, we'll it was give, very high save that but for that's design. design yeah now effective i contest that she got very far with her plan and it's mostly Agreed. the way it's it's done where it's a um you're solving a mystery so the 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 evil plan is in action so that mm-hmm. means kind of a level of effectiveness yeah. it's I mean, high. she becomes mayor and she's yeah I, I give her a five you give her a full five what do you think yeah. Tara? i'm i was leaning between a four and a five and i think i give her a five because fear worked like that's one mm-hmm. of her direct lines is fear always works and she got everyone to turn against the mayor. She framed the mayor. So she framed Uh the mayor. She knew the mayor was going there. She knew it would never come back on her. So she framed the mayor. She's the one who who made it that only predators were going savage. She made that Uh active choice. She knew how everyone would react. And I think she knew that Judy would be forced to solve Mm it. I just think she thought that once she made Judy the face of ZPD... Judy would forget about everything else and that's what failed for her. But I think she accomplished everything she wanted to. I argue that her final goal was like prey superiority above everybody. And I don't think she quite accomplished that. So that's why I give her a four. Okay. Okay. Um, So just more of an explanation. One could say if we're grading on that metric, the villain never actually could get a five. But well, I'm still we've done. Her a five. I, I think she's closer to a four than some of the fives we've done, which have been like Ursula, who became the queen of the sea, if only for three minutes. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I think she didn't quite. I see. Get there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I agree. I was going back and forth between a four and a five yeah. in my head. We this now design. I 
I like her design. It's not one of the best designs, but I agree with. I think for me, it's a two. But then she gets a bump, both a, a bump, bump, a bump for her bump. So I'm yeah. gonna, for well, me, it's a three. I, I read that her glasses colors changes as she gets more empowered. Yes, like yeah. her whole her whole clothes. Like yes. apparently, there's and a then thing they there. become purple and like blue. So I would give her a three just because I think she's adorable. And yeah, like, I'm gonna give I her just, a three. Yeah. Go away, heat now. What's interesting to me on this one is she does the Hans thing. Yeah. Where she's very, very sweet and there's a thing at the end. But she has one go away heat with me. Like, I, yeah, I am same. not. She's, I, I, I always want more Bellwether. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I fall under that. Like, I don't know if she has a high yes factor for me. I'd still give her a one because I'm like, oh, yeah, I Bellwether. And it may be vastly different for you guys. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like. It's weird to me Hans, that she does the so Hans. Much hatred oh, for Hans, I hate Hans. But she does but the she same, does a similar thing. Maybe term. because Hans softened me. Well, and maybe also <laughs> because with Hans, it's love. Yes. So I think there's a more powerful, um, not to say one is more than the other with those emotions, but maybe that's why. Political it's... deception is something I'm more used to than romantic <laughs> okay, deception. Okay, I don't want to say that, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's got a one yes factor for me. What do you guys have her yes factor? So my yes factor the first time, but rewatching it and knowing what I knew about her, mm-hmm. I was really excited when she was on screen because it made me remember the twist, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to give her a three. Like I was really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, they're like, I audibly was very excited for her. What about you, her. Laurel? Wait, I'm sorry. What is this? What is this? Yes, factor. Oh, uh, yeah. I would say a, I, I'm going to go with Tara. I'm going to go with a three. I was, yeah, I was always excited when she was on screen. What does that give her? Uh, she's a 15.7. All right. Well, Ursula's what? 31 point something. <laughs> is she the top? Is it Maleficent or Ursula? Ursula is our Number queen. One. Yeah, I don't think anyone will ever beat her out now that we're like as wow, far as we she's are. She's lower than I thought she'd be. I, I will say is she she's above missing... Aunt Sarah. Yes, at least? She's, okay. she's right above Aunt Sarah. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm, I'm glad my two movies are right there next to There you go. Her. Yeah. She is tied for 58th. Wow. With Mr. <gasps> Scroop from. Uh, <laughs> Treasure Planet. Oh, that's right. Y'all done a lot of movies. We have, man. Uh, We have, currently with this edition, we have ranked a sum total of 81 villains. Okay. Well. Yeah. uh, Including the Joker from Batman. Yeah, there are a couple in there that are (laughs) non-Disney, but. uh, Um, So finally, and I think we, we, I think I know what all our answer is going to be. Would you add it to your collection or would you lock it away in the vault? Oh, it would 100% be in my collection. I think it's required viewing for everybody. Mm -hmm. I I, would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that before this, it was one that I was content to have streaming. And now I'm going to put it on my watch list for like to see if a 4K uh, edition goes down. Because again, the the world building and the background and rewatching it and really taking in the art and everything Mm -hmm. was was a, a big change. Laurel, thank you so much for uh, uh, recording with us. Uh, what a treat. And just honestly, worth the wait to join you all for this episode. Yes. Do, thank you so much. As always, we ask our guests to help pl- to uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. as always, we ask our guests to plug something, whether it's a personal project, uh, some piece of media you've been enjoying lately, or just a general sentiment you want to put out there in the world. And I can't oh. think of a... Uh, guest who is more prepared to plug something <laughs> than, than Laurel. Well, 
people may see this coming, but I'm going to plug this little old podcast called Craniacs about a uh, much beloved sitcom from the 90s and early 2000s called Frasier, which is about to be rebooted on Paramount+. Plus. It's hosted by two thirds of the people you've heard here today, myself <laughs> and Ryan Jenkins. We are 130 episodes in yeah. and uh, 130 episodes of the podcast that is way further into Frasier. Yeah. We're in the second to last season, but um yeah, uh, we, we also have, have a join us over there. We have a segment every episode where Laurel is asked to plug something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, she's got, she's but gonna I have also, one ready. Yeah. Yes, on that on that I can't plug the podcast. People are already listening to. So yes. yeah, it's so, exciting to plug the podcast. <laughs> if you were like, gosh, I, I I thought Laurel was maybe gonna plug some movie she'd seen recently or a podcast she's listening to that she's not involved with, well. Don't worry, listeners. Head on over to Craniacs. <laughs> Guys, I, January was taken up with me listening to the Prince Harry memoir on audiobook. So, and that was 15 or 16 hours. So, like, I didn't listen to a lot of other podcasts. <laughs> right. Well, thanks again. And uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, our mini tale following this one is going to be do you know what it is? Uh, no. Home, you don't look at the. the I don't the, look at the, the thing. The I'm very happy that you've made it, and the, but I don't. Look my at my reference here is animal movies, so we will be watching the first movie I can remember crying at. Homeward, Homeward Bound. Bound. No. <laughs> no, I just had a text conversation yesterday with a friend of mine about how I don't think I can watch that movie anymore. Really? I don't know that I'll it, be. I was in hysterics. I don't think it will be it. as. I don't think it will be as bad as Spoiler Turner alert and Hooch. To everybody. Turner no, and there's no way. Me. Turner and Hooch absolutely wrecked me. Oh. It's, oh. Don Amici, Michael J. Have Fox. I, wait, have I ever told you about when I've watched Turner and Hooch? It, it was like in the past five years. I was with my friend's family at their farm in Pennsylvania. No one told me oh, what happens at the end. I think I had you never did seen tell me before. this. Yeah, I start sobbing. I would have been so angry that no one I was prepared so me. Angry. I, I was so Ryan angry. Ryan prepared me, and I forgot. Through the, the, the he oh, prepared me before we started so, the movie, and I forgot. Like everyone else had seen it, and I was so angry. And then they're like, "Let's watch Money Pit," and I was like, "Guys, I'm done for the night. I can't." Yeah, I'm like putting myself to bed. I'm emotionally. I will not spent. have Hanks betray me twice. Yeah, yeah. I'm emotionally spent. Well, yeah. we will not be rewatching Turner and Hooch. We'll be watching Homeward Bound, okay. the, the incredible journey, unless I have a strong case to change it. No, we it. can watch it. That's um, fine. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So, but so check that out, listeners. And, and until next time, we'll uh, see you later. All right. Take care. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash trprincessdiaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh-huh.